Whoa, amber is the color of my micro beard. Whoa, amber is the color of my craft beer. Whoa. Bear has nothing to do with hiking. Get on a trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Que no parece fiesta. It's the Trail Show. My God, Paulie. Featuring Launton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia, P.O.D., Amosil. What are you girls doing up here? Mike, Dilo, DiLorenzo. Yeah! Paul, Max, Macanati. He's a fraud. And now, from Dilo's basement, it's the Trail Show. Yes, yes. We are live from the Bobby Walter Studio at the Deloplex Broadcast Center in the heart of Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district. You are listening to The Trail Show. We've been downloaded over 7.2 billion times and are heard worldwide on this planet and soon to be other local planets in the near future. It is Friday, January 10th, and we are delighted to have you along with us today. This month's Trail Show is sponsored by our fantastic lineup of bonus shows. Currently available for download, all three of the bonus shows we recorded in 2013. You'll get bonus show number one, The Gear Show, bonus show number two, Trail Etiquette, and bonus show number three, Funding Your Hiking Addiction and All the Reasons Delos Thinks You Shouldn't Hike. Become a bonus show triple crowner and download all three today. To access our entire catalog of bonus shows, head over to cdbaby.com slash artist slash the trail show. If your business or website is interested in advertising on the trail show, or if you too are a longtime listener that would like to sponsor the show, please email our advertising staff at sales at Partner with the trail show and get the word out about your business or website. That contact info again, Delo, is sales at the trail How are those yogurt franchises? They're pretty good. In fact, I just wanted to give a little plug here for um, if you're interested in opening a trail show yogurt franchise shop, um, contact legal at thetrailshow.com. We have franchise opportunities in cities across the nation and internationally. We saw one in Puerto Rico, actually. Yeah, Yeah. you did? Yeah. I I got a lot of business rolling in for those. So uh, if you're interested in opening a trail show, especially if you happen to live in uh, Denmark, we, we have a very low representation of trail show yogurt shops in the country of Denmark right now. So, you know, there's Danes. They like their yogurt. Um, they really feel that it's good. It helps the digestion and everything. It's a very big food group over there from what I hear. So if you're interested in opening a trail show yogurt <laughs> shop, please do so. Contact Disco. What's the, what's the contact information one more time? It's sales at the trail show not, com. And, and not nope. to be confused with legal. No, legal is, legal is where you send your inquiries to open yogurt shop franchises. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I was confused. So fran- uh, yogurt is legal and everything else is sales. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, yeah. very good. Ladies and gentlemen, he was taping a special across the hall. In studio this month, we have Junaid Special 41 Dawood. Junaid, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, absolutely, thanks for Woo. having me. What was the special that you were taping next door? Yeah, what was that special? Uh, well, it's this, uh, this program uh, about where they take kids um, and they essentially take them outside, um, not for anything good. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's twisted. If you've seen the show Vice, it's kind of along that lines. Okay. Yeah. I haven't really seen it, but yeah, it sounds, know, man. It sounds hard, pretty dark. Hard, oh, yeah, hard-hitting, dark documentary about 
it, bad it, things and kids. Should we call you Janaid or Special 41? What do you prefer? Uh, either one. Either one. Okay. And, and we should tell folks right out of the gate that without even being prompted, our guest Janaid here brought some uh, multiple growlers of beer. Yeah, that's and, right. You know, we want to give him a big trail show round of applause Woo! for uh, that's right. stepping up to the plate, bringing the Woo! brew tonight. Because it, I feel like, Take that, do we harass our guests and tell them to bring beer? Is that the deal? We've done that before. Has that happened? Yeah. yeah. But now we well, just assume that I, they know. I, I heard you shake down Jester for some money, so I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I figured it might be cheaper to just bring beer straight, yeah. straight away. It, it probably is. But yeah. Yeah. Jester not only brought didn't bring beer, but he also bummed a ride, so there you go. Yeah. The double whammy. <laughs> that lousy bum. <laughs> Uh, Janae, thanks for being on the show tonight. We're going to talk to Janae about an incredible hike he did this summer, the Colorado 14ers through hike, which is also our trail of the month. But let us set the table, Mr. Magnanti. Yes, before we eat, let's set the table. What are we going to be uh, serving up here on the trail show today? Trail news with a nice discussion afterwards. Oh, it's going to get good. It's going to be a good discussion. Yeah. A top 10 from Mr. Greg Hummel, a.k.a. Strider. Strider, yeah. He's a very tall gentleman, isn't he? A very tall gentleman. A, a kind of a counterpart to a previous top 10, from what I understand. Exactly, exactly. Uh, we have our trail, or the route of the month. Route of the month. Routes versus trails. It's the future, future of through hiking. Yeah, yeah. Um, some outdoor trips we've done. Yeah, we've done a few. Some some out of the lower 48, even. So uh, That's rumor has it. Our usual mailbag. has it. We have some mailbag, our B&B sponsor shout-outs. We have some bad baloney this month. We bad do. Bad baloney. But, we, but we've taken the bad baloney in a different direction. We have. It, it has a very good ending. We're going to yeah. turn that bad baloney into good baloney. We have a review of a um, stumbling through, keep on keeping on, volume two. Wow. By A. Digger Stoles. Yeah, with a little contest to go with a copy of the book. Nice. And as always, well, we have our bear of the month. Yes. Ask a Hiker with D-Lo. And rumor has it, we have a gear review from our guest. Oh, come on. We I swear. We don't do gear reviews, do we? Uh, well, we're starting to. We're, we're listening to our listeners. We've got to shake it up a little bit. Yeah. We it's a new year. We're going to like this We one. need to give our listeners what they want to hear before we start charging for all of our shows. So That's right. correct. Well, now it's time for my personal favorite segment. Whoa. My D-Lorenzo's Wow, that... <clears throat> That's messed up. <laughs> it's Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. And actually, maybe it's... Uh... We have like four beers here tonight. All right, what do we have? So, Junaid, tell us what you brought. Yeah, what'd you bring? Well, I stopped off across the street from my house to at the uh, Asher Brewery and mm. got the, uh, the Tree Hugger, which is an amber. I think 6%. That's what we're drinking right now, I That's think. That's the one I have. It's, it's really good. I'm opening a growler right now. I, I'm an amber guy. What can I say? What Wasn't say? D'Lo singing? Oh. Amber is Amber the color is the of Junaid. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> what, um, what else, man? Let's, you know, I'm pretty sure the other one was Grenade, which I always hmm. sort of think is funny because it rhymes with my name. Oh. Yeah. Um, hey, that's pretty humorous. I think it's a double IPA, <laughs> uh, 9% ABV. Yeah. Whoa, 9%. Whoa. That's right. Hey, now. Uh, that's gonna serious. Be, it's going to be interesting. It's like that night we had the rum rummer on the show. And let's see what else we have. We have, and then we have two beers from Jay Wells that I uh, pedaled up to and stepped into the brewery at quarter after five on a Friday night. It was wasn't a madness? Wasn't she on Jersey Shore? Jay Jay Wow. I mean, no. Who'd you say? Jay Wells. Jay Wells brewery oh, I'm here confused. in Boulder, Colorado. I'm sorry, man. What? So um, another another Snooky, nothing. One of the twenty to twenty five brew- breweries here in the city of Boulder. We have Jay Wells, Asher, twenty to twenty five more, whatever. Okay. I picked up. 
two growlers, a junior haze, which is a six uh, percent alcohol by volume, eighty five IBU, citrusy hop packed. Ooh, I like the sound IPA. of this already. And then I also got their chocolate stout. Hmm. Just to shake things up again because it is January and it's nice to sip on stouts in the middle of the winter. It's a very delicious stout. Did I, I just that. hear somebody slurping their stout? <laughs> that may have been really? me. Wow, <laughs> I think cool. it was Mags. That was me. I'm going to slurp on my amber. Stout slurpers. Wow. Stoutslurpers.com. That's an interesting website. <laughs> you might not want to go there at work. Oh, God. Anyway, so let's get a... <laughs> Stout slurpers. <laughs> Dude, don't ask, man. Hold Enough of this beer and nonsense. And with all the news that's fit to hear or be heard, Mr. Paul Mags Mignani. Mags, take it away. It is a month of disasters in the news, I'm afraid. Even in the off-season. Even in the off-season. A month of disasters. Well, and who's, this, wait a minute. Who's hiking in January except well, for the Florida Trail hike? We're going to get there, <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, the first one is That's actually from one of our listeners. <laughs> and I apologize to our listener if I pronounced the name. Emer Dadis? Sure. But for your news, Teora is dangerous, is how he put it. A body of Andrew Ian Watt, Wyatt was found. He fell off a cliff, and they recovered his body. Yeah, which trail? The Teora. Oh, a recent trail of the month. I know. So, hmm. so that's uh, it's uh, links on our webpage. So, it's a okay. dangerous trail. But some good news: Hawk Mountain is to buy some acreage near the trail. Kind of dovetailing what we discussed last month, how they're trying to protect a corridor more. So that's some good news. Cool. Wait, 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 wait where's that? Hawk Mountain, Pennsylvania. Oh, Hawk Mountain, mile okay. seven point something on the Appalachian Trail. Seven point <laughs> something. Yeah, it's one of the first. Or second shelters you oh, get okay. to on the AT. I thought you said Hawk Mountain, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I was like, how could that be miles seven? No, I think it's a sanctuary, dude. Hawk Mountain is. Yeah, you're, thinking of, you're thinking of they, they got some hawks. Yeah. It's oh, oh we're, sure. we're not talking about Georgia. No. Oh, my bad. Where are we talking about? You got me all confused. I'm pretty sure it's Hawk Mountain, the sanctuary in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, dude, that's not mile seven on the AT. <laughs> well, the Hawk Mountain shelter is at mile seven. But this is not okay. Okay. Good. You know, there's you know how many deep Thanks. gaps they have on the AT. <laughs> oh well. Uh, yeah. And Depends brushy, on the air, but yeah. <laughs> whoa! 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 Oh dear. So this one might be a little controversial. A person claims. To have had the first dog to through hike um, the CDT, including national parks. This is on the Roughware website. They actually put this online. Oh, Roughware! Is it that a service dog? That person is going to get so much abuse online. She like, looking. Her dog had service dog tags. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's, that's different. Well, they're in the con- they're very easy to get service dog tags now. Yeah, I've seen them on Chihuahuas. It, yeah, isn't that like <laughs> parking in a handicap spot with a handicap tag? I am just reporting the news, not interpreting. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like it. I will just say that uh, legally, because the, the ADA, American Disabilities Act, you're only allowed to ask two questions. You know, what is a service dog for and what is it trained to do? As That's in it. the case of Junaid's Chihuahua. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I shudder to think. <laughs> I have a little guinea pig. I'm making a service guinea pig. <laughs> but the guinea pig helps me by testing the food before I eat it because I'm very concerned about being poisoned. Exactly. So just putting out there, yeah. we'll have to have the link on our Facebook page. But getting into kind of our theme of disasters. Disasters. <laughs> a month of disasters. January 2014, a month of disasters. On the Trail Show. <laughs> A month of disasters. First one, avalanche on Mount Washington. Two rush to the hospital. And I I say that one because everyone thinks of Colorado, of course, and Mm, Wyoming. The West. But but New Hampshire is actually up there every year with um, avalanches. Really? Yeah. 
Well, it's pretty accessible from Boston and other major metro areas, and you know it's a pretty steep mountain. Even though it's the, not the Tuckerman Ravines area very, is ex- completely exposed, and you know everything is more than thirty degrees. Classic avalanche territory, yeah. and a lot of people using it. A lot of windblown snow accumulating on the top slopes. You know, hmm. so to rush to the hospital after avalanche. Wow, and kind of going along with that theme, and I know Delo's stoked about this one. Men on AT were rescued from the Smokies. Actually, why was I stoked about that? I was not oh stoked. <laughs> Before we go into that, one last related news segment. Mm-hmm. Um, because of incidences like this, this just came out the other day. New Hampshire's house is giving preliminary okay to giving negligent hikers a chance to buy a hike safe card that forgives rescue expenses they otherwise owe to the state. $25 a year. There's more details, but that's the gist of it. And there's, um, I sent you a link. So there's a story this week on backpackinglight.com about rescue insurance for backpackers, and it all kind of. We have that in Colorado. That's a misconception. It's it's the Corsor card. Yeah. Yeah. That's more of a, uh, if you're a hunter, fisherman, I believe snowmobiler, you automatically get one. If you're a hiker or backcountry skier, what have you, um, you have to buy one separately. It's not rescue insurance, it's more of a donation to a general fund. It helps. Yeah. A lot of the communities that do a lot of search and rescues in Colorado, as other places, tend to be rural, not a large tax base. So they're heavily, heavily burdened by these search and rescues. And plus it helps train the rescue personnel, who mainly see. volunteers. Yeah. So it's a, basically a donation with a fancy card. So let's talk about the Smokies. And let's the talk about the three <laughs> altitude sickness that were airlifted. <laughs> this is hard. I, I, just, this is I really love hard. it whenever anybody talks about altitude sickness. Well, uh, I actually did some research. So... <clears throat> They started out of Fontana Dam, which is at 1,700 feet. Now, wait. Let me get this straight. They're heading north out of Fontana Dam Correct. In, on Jan- the, in January. Yeah. On the AT. Yeah. But uh, just real quick about altitude sickness. So most people will never feel it unless they're above 8,000 feet. However, high altitude is considered anything above 4,900 feet. And what I can tell you is that they never got close to 4,900 feet on their hike out of Fontana Dam. I actually pulled the... Oh, this is the old Through Hikers Handbook, which is now not even uh, in existence. But anyway, so they started at 1,700 feet out of Fontana Dam, and they did the climb up Shuckstack Mountain, which tops out at 3,900 feet. Um, and, you know, maybe they got, they might have hit Dock Knob at 4,500 feet, but that was their high point before, because they, they never made it to the first shelter, which is also at 4,500 feet. But anyway, my guess is that it was more, they were out of shape than an actual altitude sickness situation. Which is generally the case. Yeah. I, I feel like altitude sickness is a little bit like Jardia. Usually when somebody says they got it, they self-diagnosed, and I, I tend not to trust it so much. Yeah. 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 Well, well, in this case, it's actually not possible yeah. that there was an altitude sickness well, situation. Never mind out of shape, <laughs> but they're probably, I don't know what clothes they're wearing. I'm guessing the traditional Jeans. cotton hoodie. Yeah. And So I pulled the story, and it did say that um, they were they all basically had all cotton. Yeah. Well, the good thing about that is cotton burns um, slower than synthetics, especially with the blowtorch. Yeah. <laughs> especially when it's soaking <laughs> with the propane torch. Yeah. So, so when you're burning your cotton jeans with a propane blowtorch, you're actually prepared to survive longer than if you were burning your polyester uh, grimichis <laughs> with your uh, propane blowtorch because those would just go up in a puff. Yeah. That's of true. A gigantic it's true. Flame. But so. their altitude sickness is probably the umbles. If you're taking a you know, they were probably low on blood sugar. They were probably getting hypothermic. Yeah. So I would, al- I would also argue that a lean-to probably could have been improvised out of things better than um, sleeping bags. sleeping bag. Well, <laughs> yeah. 
you should know they didn't have a tent with them. Oh, in January. Huh. Their plan was to go shelter to shelter. In, it's okay. interesting how their six months of planning did not include a shelter in of per- sorts. Or planning, apparently. <laughs> well, somehow they made it to Fontana Dam, right? For but yeah. wait, there's something else that you guys need to know. So tell us. Tell us more. There's a wrinkle to this story. A wrinkle. Um, As if there weren't enough wrinkles already? Tell, tell us more. All three of the guys were from my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> Gaffney, South Carolina. You know. At least they've got you pulling the curve up there. You know, you know I really. It just got thrown back down, though. <laughs> I, I, I really wanted that to be a typo. I really didn't want them to be from my hometown, but they are, and. Who knows? I mean, I might even know. It said they were ages 21 to 32, and I didn't recognize any of the names, but You could anyway. have known their cousins or family. For all you know. So be nice here because I could get beat up <laughs> when I go home, you know, for Christmas <laughs> or whatever. So, yeah, they're all from my hometown. My one question is this whole thing, though, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it. No yeah. matter if you're a newbie to the outdoors, mm-hmm. you might think build a fire or something. Why a propane blowtorch? I don't I'm so understanding the logic. Here, here's the here's here's my. I, I looked into this a little bit earlier today, and I just had a couple, just kind of common sense comments. Really, um, it's January. It's snowing. For, shouldn't you check the weather? Yeah. Shouldn't you know what's happening? Shouldn't you check the but, weather? You know, and and I think that <clears throat> I, I'm not sure what the deal is with like the general public, but. I feel like perhaps being becoming a hiker makes you hypersensitive to the weather because I always know what the weather's going to be generally for the next 10 days. And I, I'm not hiking right now, right? And what I've come to realize, because I, I work with this girl, and the first year that we worked together, she showed up in this, like, really inappropriate outfit. Not, like, scandalous, but... Hey not scandalous, but it was... It's so cold and snowy outside, and she had this little dress on, and no, like, tights or leggings or anything, and little flats. And I was like, why did you wear that today? And she was like, I didn't know it was going to snow. And I was like, how do you not know that? And then I started taking a poll at work if people check the weather, and they're like, well, no, not really. And I was like, maybe it's just like a, you know... A hiker thing, or I don't know. I, okay, I feel like so that's fair. So you're 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 like a month into your hike, uh, a couple weeks into your hike, three weeks into your hike. You're not a hiker. You might not check the weather, but still, it's but still, January, right before right, and and, and, January. and if you're doing six months of planning, you'd think that at some point you're like, okay, and then you know, three days before we leave, we'll check the weather. Or during that six well, months of planning, but, you might have read somewhere someone who said. Dude, you should check the weather before you step out onto the trail for the next four days into the wilderness. There's yet another wrinkle to this. You read between the lines. The rangers said they didn't know their itinerary. And when you check in with any national park, especially the Smokies, you have to give an itinerary. Ah, what, so about, a what about these bad Bingo. maps? What about these they, were bad using, <laughs> they were using the brochure park service map. And they quoted us saying on the, on the map it was going straight, but the trail started turning, so they thought they were lost. Don't those usually say not for navigation? They probably do, yeah. <laughs> they absolutely do. Yeah. I, I would like to oh offer an alternate theory about the weather thing, and that is that if they've been planning this trip for six months and you've got three males and you put them, you know, they've been planning for six months, they show up, they just, they wanted, this was their vacation, you know? Maybe they didn't have any other time to do the vacation, so they were just like, we got to do it, regardless that it's 35 degrees outside, snowing, and a negative 20 wind chill. It's just like, we got to go. 
and sometimes cooler heads don't prevail if everybody's just raring to get out get out of the car hit the trail and then you know three miles later you're gonna you're, you're, hypothermic situation. You're using your blowtorch. Dude, you're to melt. in that ankle deep snow, and, I, and it's uh, it's you know that's survival <laughs> right there, man. All right, so what, let's offer some constructive tips here sure. to avoid you know to help can I, folks. Can I, I have the first tip. Okay, please check the weather before you step out on the trail for any length of time. Really, yeah. check the weather. And I would it's like easy. to offer up weather.gov. You can actually do spot forecasts on a topo map, essentially on the screen. You can zoom right into the trail that you're going to be on and get a forecast for that specific spot. So that go was crazy. constructive item number one. Constructive item number two, if you must be on the trail when the weather is not going to be well, <laughs> research alternate routes. Mm, that might yeah. not take you up into high terrain in the middle of January I have a tip. in the midst of a snowstorm. I have a tip. It's possible. Yeah. Bring a shelter. <gasps> Always. Tip number three. Can, can we actually make that tip number three and four? <laughs> bring yeah. a well, shelter. Also, bring a shelter. Bring a- <laughs> <laughs> I think so. And, and don't forget even like to a, bring a shelter. Even like a garage tarp would have yeah. been better than nothing. Now, now I have to say, in, in their defense on that one, I once sent home my shelter on the PCT. Ooh. Yeah, a lot yeah, of people make Northern that mistake. In Northern California, I was like, ah, I haven't used it for a month. Yeah. And, and uh, I did end up... A week or two later, um, walking into Crater Lake for about 22 miles holding my testicles. <laughs> so, <laughs> alternating hands. So, stay so warm. I mean, like, take their experience, take, bring a shelter. Okay. Just bring a shelter. Max. I was saying, fairness to these guys, I'm not, you should always bring a shelter, but it says right on the Appalachian Trail portion, no tenting allowed. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I... I I mean, I these just, are newbies. So the, the idea of hiking without a shelter to me is like riding in a oh, car without a seatbelt. I, I can't. I agree with you. That. But most people only say, "Well, if the science is not to bring something, okay, I guess I won't." That's a, that's an interesting point. Yeah. I wonder if they. I wonder if that's why they didn't bring a tent. I don't know, but you know, oh, these, these shelters are easy to get to. We don't need a tent. Plus, they don't want us to bring a tent. We're not allowed to bring a tent. But they were trying to go ultralight. You know? <laughs> but that's also There's another point. That's another torch. point here. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's okay to break the rules. Yeah. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. okay to break the rules. The rules say you can't camp anywhere in this national park. But in January, in the midst of a snowstorm, that snow is ankle deep and and rising. You can camp wherever you want. Besides, yeah. at that point, you're not camping. You're bivying. It's yeah. a survival situation. It's an emergency now. situation. Survival situation. You got to get naked with your partner and get in the sleeping bag. Yep. <laughs> I would say this is your first <laughs> backpacking yeah. trip. I mean, it's great you're getting out there. Maybe January in the mountains isn't the best time. Yeah. The The problem is I bet they were thinking that it would be similar weather to the town yeah. they were living in. and it, You know, 4,000 feet lower. Yeah. And also maybe some altitude adjustment for the altitude. No, come scene. on, please. <laughs> please. I mean, I give him props wanting to get out there. That's yeah. a good thing. But yeah. a little more preparation may have been a good thing. And too. I give him props for burning their clothes with the polyester <laughs> blowtorch. That was a propane. smart Titanium. Move. Titanium blowtorch. It was ultralight. Oh, it was an ultralight oh. propane, propane absolutely. titanium canister. With That's a Cuban great. fire, you know, a little yeah. s- slot. Cuban fiber oh my wick. gosh. Unreal. <laughs> in the utility belt with the uh, bear spray, probably. <laughs> in the hatchet, yeah. Um, all right, anything else to say about this? Um, I, think, I think we should probably move on. I think we, we should move on, and if you can, maybe it's good to buy insurance. Yeah. Look, read, read some Support of those Support your local search and rescue all organization. Right. When we get back from break, we're going to do Strider's Top Ten. Shattering the barrier between podcast and audience, four hikers with smiles you can trust, the Trail Show! 
available now on Stitcher Radio. It's The Trail Show. That's right, folks. The Trail Show is now on Stitcher. Stitcher is a free mobile app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows anytime and anywhere. No downloading, no syncing, and no computer necessary. Stitcher is available on iPhone, iPad, and Android devices, and it's integrated in over 4 million car dashboards. D-Lo? Stitcher is one of the proud sponsors of The Trail Show in the year 2014, having funded about six months' worth of beer for us. Oh, jeez. Thank you, everyone at Stitcher. You are, uh, you are helping us make The Trail Show a pay-per-view oh, podcast. Oh, what? No, Disco, uh, please, come on. Why don't please. you just let our listeners know what your master please. plan is? Just let them know, man. <laughs> if you... Why are you trying to hide this? Every time I bring this up, you're always like masking it. Just let them know, man. They, our listeners deserve to know what your master plan is. Your master plan involves making lots of money off of our listeners. Tell them, Disco. Tell them the truth. Don't play those crickets on me. Tell the truth. <laughs> All right. If you don't have Stitcher, download it free today at Stitcher.com or in the App Store. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. Okay. It's free, much like our show. That's right, D-Lo. And it's going to stay free, man. All right. So we got a letter from a longtime listener this month. And um, normally do a noodle, Noodlehead's Top Ten, but... This month, we're doing a Strider Top 10. So I'll read the letter first, and then we'll do the Top 10. Dear Trail Show, I think your show is fantastic. And I'm so glad that you didn't get zapped by the lightning on Delo's deck. Remember that show? This I summer? do remember. That, that was, was kind of scary. That was like crazy. The, like the ads of Pasitco, you have built it, and the people have come. Congratulations on a fun and lively discussion. Don't change a thing. Finding myself a deeply addicted listener... Because like all long-distance hikers, I'm ruined for life. I am, however, deeply offended and in despair over the blatant disregard and insult I recently heard on your show against tall hikers. In direct response, I hereby submit my Strider's top ten reasons it's better to be a super tall hiker. So just so folks know, I think Strider's about six foot seven or, or, or taller. Seven foot six, or seven 6'6". Yeah, one of the two. <laughs> and um, since Junaid and I both are... Uh, over six feet, but I'm going to read this since I'm uh, the tallest in the room, um, both in height and in stomach. So uh, without further ado, (laughs) here we go. Number 10, you know it's beginning to rain before anyone. Number nine, you take only two steps to their three. Take that deal in back. That's true. (laughs) Number eight, you find those berries no one else can reach. That's also true. Number seven, the wind is calmer above six feet. (laughs) I think think that's true. I would never know. (laughs) (laughs) Number six, it's warmer up here. That's that's good for winter hiking. That's true, yeah. Unless you've got an inversion. That's right. Number five, blowdown, no problem. One step over. You know, I'm very envious of my tall (laughs) friends of that one. Yeah. (laughs) Many times. Yep, yep. Number four, stream crossing, your crotch is freezing. Funny, mine is not. Oh. It doesn't get the same amount of shrinkage. (laughs) Number three, it's easier to counterbalance above the reach of a bear. Number two, bigger feet means greater surface area equals less post hole breakthrough. And the number one reason it's better to be a super tall hiker is... Hiker girls all know that size is relative. <laughs> you know, a thought just occurred to me. Mad Monty and Strider hiked the same year, correct? 
Correct. Correct. And Mad Monty's he's really into Bigfoot sightings. What, what year was that, by the way? Was that like 1947? 77, man. 77. So Mad Monty kind of thinks he may have saw Bigfoot in the PCT. I think he yeah. just saw himself in a mirror. <laughs> You've seen him lately? <laughs> and Strider wrote one last thing at the bottom of his letter. Oh, we're back to it. What? Get on a trail! <laughs> there it is. <laughs> does that say get on a trail? It does. It oh, kind of okay. sounds like that's what you're saying now. Oh, yeah? Get on a trail! Well, I yeah. guess so, yeah. Anyway, thank you, Strider, for submitting that top yes. ten. We really appreciate it. And with that, we're moving. Especially r- the tall people. Maybe That's we could right. ask. Maybe we could solicit top tens from our other readers sure. yeah. on a monthly basis. If anybody's kind of fun, if anybody's got a top ten, send it in. So we might just read it. Send it yeah. into legal. At thetrailshow.com. No, that's where you send your yogurt franchise chain requests. We probably need to stand up another email address, Disco. Well, what should it be? How about top 10 at thetrailshow.com? Yeah, but some people will spell 10 and some people will. How write about our Facebook page? We yeah, could but, do but a both. There you go. Facebook message. page. We could do a, a both, private man. message. Not private a message on our Facebook page. Boom. There we Disco, go. Disco, technology is a wonderful thing. Top 10 reasons D'Lo should learn to interact with other humans. <laughs> whoa, whoa. So, listeners, if you can do that, top 10 reasons Wait why. Wait a minute. We have just really confused all of our listeners. No, We're... we just said a private message on Facebook. <laughs> private message on Facebook? Disco, why the laughter? What do you mean? He's out of control. I'm going to delete that one. It's annoying. No, because it's, it's a world of laughter. It's a world of tears. There's nothing funny here, gentlemen. <laughs> I, I think you should get a laugh track that's got like really awful laughing. <laughs> that is pretty like awful. The, like the laughing that makes you feel awkward. <laughs> <laughs> the Fran Drescher type or something. Ooh, Fran Drescher laugh. Maybe yeah. some laughter with some snorting. You know? The BOD's been known to do a little bit of that. <laughs> You know, something like that. <laughs> I can dig it. Yeah. All right. Trails, beer, and nonsense. Trip. Exactly. Trip reports. Trip reports. I think you two have an amazing trip report. But we're going to start with Junaid because he wasn't prepared. Go ahead. <laughs> Wait, I have a trip report? I don't know. Have you done anything in the last 30 days? Uh, hiking? or uh, Not really. Okay. Um, I rode a, my bike. Yeah, that yeah. happened. Did you go anywhere over Christmas or New Year's? No. Okay. I did dress up as Santa Claus. Ooh. Santa but I didn't go to the North Pole, so uh, no, no real go. trip. You just involved. hung out at the house in your Santa suit, or what? I did, yeah. And I made my uh, my roommates <laughs> and stuff put on um, elf costumes and things. <laughs> and, uh, well, alrighty then. And then it got weird. And then things got weird. Yes. Well, <laughs> we started usually. we started drinking that marijuana infused hop beer, man. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness! I tell you what, well, things got out of control. Disco and I went to Puerto Rico. Ay 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 ay. And <laughs> that was awful. Sorry, man. That was, <laughs> it was awkward. That, that was maybe that'll be the laugh track, the awkward laugh track. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, so we camped while we were there, which was nice. Um, it was interesting. It was interesting. It's very safe camping there. The Puerto Ricans are very obsessed with crime, so there's lots of armed patrols all over the place. Which sometimes, yeah, you know. sometimes in Humvees and flak jackets. Yeah, but it was fine. <laughs> but the interesting thing is they have seven state parks. State really? forest, yeah. No hiking. What do you mean, no hiking? There's no, there no, there's no real trails. So can you go cross country, or are they not nature? really? Are it's they like, more nature it's preserves, thick, right? It, it's just, it's it, yeah. You're in the tropics, so it's, it's jungly, man. It would be really hard to go cross country. We actually went to this ranger station near Maricao State Forest, and um, I was like, well, let's just stop into the ranger station and you know ask some questions. We pull up to this place, and it, there's, like, a day-use, like, picnic area. 
everything's covered in moss. Like, it never gets used. And then there's the ranger actual little cabin, ranger station, and there's two parking spots. So we pull up, and there are these two guys that are leaning on the, the porch. And they look like they've been leaning there for about seven years. Did you have to dust them off and move the cobwebs? <laughs> yeah. And they didn't move. We, like, pulled up, <laughs> yeah. and they just, like, were staring at us and, like, did not. I thought they were mannequins. You know, and one of them had a flak jacket on and two guns, and the other guy just looked like. Rancho, you know, he had a little hat on and stuff. And so I walk up there and I'm speaking to them in Spanish. I'm like, oh, so we're camping, you know, down at the uh, the Maricao camping area. And we wanted to ask about some hiking, you know. And they're like, hmm. And they walk into the office. I follow them into their office. And it's got like these two enormous office desks, like wooden office desks. Like desks. old school, solid. Yeah, solid. And a couple of several bookcases they in the room. They were empty. Yeah, there were, like, two books, and on each desk there were, like, three papers and, like, maybe a pencil. Like, clearly there's nothing to do there because there's no <laughs> hiking. There's no one to advise. There's no one to rescue. And that sounds like, like a great job. They were, like, <laughs> sounds so boring. Yes. I was, like, they said, well, there are some trails, I think, but there's a lot of, like, just, like, animal trails, and, and the trails aren't marked at all. And, and I was, like, well, and that's fine. I mean, I'm sure we can figure something out. Are, are there maps? And they're, like, no, I don't. I don't know of any maps. <laughs> and I was wow. like, okay, I. And then I was like, <laughs> I came back to the car and I was like, I'm not interested in like slogging through. And it's rainy season, you know. So like these muddy tropical trails that are unmarked and unused, like sounds great. Sounds like a bad idea. Sounds yeah. like maybe we might get altitude sickness or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, we wait, wait. The ankle deep mud is hard to walk through. Did you have a propane <laughs> blowtorch? No. We How about not. some new? You, you would have had to use coconut oil. So right. after this little incident, um, I looked. I had a Lonely Planet's Guide to Puerto Rico, and I actually I was looking under the hiking section, and it said most trails in Puerto Rico are unmarked. There aren't really any maps on Puerto Rico. If you want to hike in Puerto Rico, you should order USGS topos from the U.S. before you fly to yeah. Puerto Rico. We but read anyway. that about five days into the trip, so yeah. it was a little late at that but point. But anyway, but we did, um, we did end up, so we ended up making the trip more about just like hanging out and being on the beach and stuff. Oh, okay. And we went to this other island of Culebra, which is right off Amazing. the east coast of the snake. Oh, Culebra is actually a cobra. cobra. Oh, it's yeah. a particular type of snake. Really? Yeah. C-U-L-E-B-R-A? Yeah. That's it. Okay. Like that first 14 yeah. you hiked. Yeah. yeah. Culebra yeah. is home to Playa Flamenco. Which yeah, is it was beautiful. If you ever Google top ten beaches in the world, sometimes you'll find Playa Flamenco on the list, and it's basically a mile long white sand horseshoe um, beach that used to be owned by the U.S. military, and um, there's two rusted tanks on the beach to show um, the past use of the area. They've all been spray painted now. They're really and have cool like looking. Actually. Little Rasta designs and stuff, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, and you can camp right there, right, like, just past the palm trees. There's a really nice camping area. It's really nice. And the, the campground could hold 500 tents, and but, I'm not exaggerating. But it nice. didn't feel that way because it's long yeah, it's and long, narrow. Yeah, it's long, narrow. So it doesn't feel like this huge. Was any, anyone camp there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There were a lot of people. At least people. 100 tents, I'd say. Wow. Wow. But we were there over New Year's, so yeah, there I were think a lot of people. it's kind of a thing to do. Like, people come from the mainland and camp on uh, Playa Flamenco. And fireworks, man. People in Puerto Rico love fireworks there was yeah. fireworks 
just crazy. And and what we realize is that the Puerto Ricans really like chaos. Yeah. They like noise and music, music all the time. And, and fireworks. And, and, and one night we were camped um, in, on this uh, Luquillo Beach. And that was... Um, it was on a Sunday night. It was a Sunday night before New Year's. And <laughs> we were relatively close to one of the major... <laughs> Major roads, and it was just Agua Fria all night long. These horns Agua honking, and like all this like music you could hear, and it was just like it was madness. What kind of uh, beer do the Puerto Ricans drink? Medalla Light. Yep. What's that? Is that a Puerto Puerto Rican brand? It is. It's a yeah. It's basically like a summer beer uh-huh. because it's always summer there. It's a yeah. yeah. You know, and there's light. also a microbrewery there called Boqueron, and mm. it's on the Cabo Rojo area, which is the southwest corner of. Of the main island, but they don't have a tasting room. They don't have a tasting room. Oh, are very uh, sad. Puerto Ricans uh, beer drinkers? Or no. Yeah, rum? they're into Medalla Light. They're into light beer. Do they drink rum? Do they drink beer? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. rum is the drink of Don Q signs mm-hmm. are yeah. everywhere. Hmm. Like Don Q rum and is surprisingly the stuff. enough the beach Flamenco Beach. So it's this really beautiful beach, and there's this camping area, and then they have these little what they call kioscos, which are like kiosks, like mm-hmm. food stands. They sell gum. No, they sell like Candy. actual. Food. They oh, sell, okay. They yeah. sell tembleque, tembleque, which tembleque. W- is a um, Puerto Rican delicacy. It's a dessert. And I actually made some. We'll be trying it a little later. Yeah. So but anyway, oh. a bunch of the little, like, they're like little beach cabanas that sell food, but they sell, like, uh. you know, like kebabs and fried food and stuff. Kebabs. There were Coors banners hmm. everywhere. Really? Coors Light banners everywhere. Mm-hmm. Were, was there any Coors Light beer? Yes. I Everyone know. sold Coors Light. Everyone. But most people were drinking Medalla. Yeah. Real that's quick, true. Uh, we, sh- we should mention that when we went to pick up our rental car, it wasn't there. Um, true. <laughs> did, did they upgrade just, you to a pony or something? There was no cars available. <laughs> Apparently, they'd all been turned in wrecked. We were like, so <laughs> when, when do you suppose the next car might be available? And they said, could be tomorrow, could be the day after. It's hard to say. <laughs> and at that point, all I could hear yeah. at the airport. But Disco was really proud of me because I think really because of my Spanish. Like we found out at 10 a.m. that we didn't have a car on Christmas Day. On oh, Christmas geez. Day. And at 1230, we were driving away in a car from a different company. Bam! Yeah. Nice. Christmas miracle. But you, but you kind of realize, realize that Puerto Rico, while it is a territory of the United States... It's not really. Yeah. Well, the, the, lesson, <laughs> the lesson that I learned, and we had made our reservation through Travelocity, and we're still kind of working that out. It ah. seems like they're going to reimburse us some money mm-hmm. that we actually Yeah, don't paid. mention the rental car company just yet. Let's get it figured out. Okay. And then we can throw but them under the bus later. But what I will say is don't go with the company that you haven't heard of before, yes. even if it's through Travelocity. And that's our okay. trail that's tip my, of the month. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. All right. Don't go with a rental car company you haven't heard of before. Yep. <laughs> Even if it's through Travelocity. Yep. And the other thing I'll say real quick is once we finally did acquire a vehicle, we did a rally car style driving because driving in Puerto Rico <laughs> is much like driving in Central America or places in South America where the rules might be on paper, but they don't really apply when yeah. you're actually on the road. Most roads were a lane and a half wide and people drive like, I mean, I dare anyone to go to Puerto Rico and text and drive and see if they can make it 30 seconds. So I, so I think I might know why they didn't have any cars for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they, they said they were all wrecked. Uh, that <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah. So um, the rules we, of the road are more we, suggestions. We like, yes. This is just an example. 
Okay, we're on this road that's like super narrow, but there's two lanes of traffic. And we come up to an intersection and there's like three or four roads coming together. There's no traffic lights, no stop signs, no road signs. And we finally like somehow there's all kinds of horn honking. Because in, so- in so- like Latin American countries, the horn honking is not rude. Like here it's offensive if people honk their horn. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Down there it's not offensive at all. You honk your horn at everything. Yeah. So we finally make it through this crazy intersection. We're like, oh, ah, you know. And we finally make it through. We turn the corner, and there's a horse running down the road towards <laughs> us. Running at our car. <laughs> With no one. Yeah. No one around. Just, Just a horse running. <laughs> and more often than not, you come around a blind curve and have to slam brakes because there would be chickens in the road. And <laughs> or someone walking. Very common dog sleeping on <laughs> the pavement. Yeah. Like sometimes in the middle of the road. And I, the thing I did real quick is I always kept my headlights on during the day because there's so many blind turns. It's funny, like there's a song about the road to Hana in Hawaii about oh, how curvy it is. Yeah, that is. Yeah, every road in Puerto Rico is the road to Hana. Is the road to Hana, but narrower. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but narrower. <laughs> but narrower and longer and more insane. Yeah. And there's also. Did, did you ever accidentally hit some of those chickens? So I you did. Like keep but, the budget down a little bit. <laughs> but but there were so many potholes, like there was no way I could avoid them all. So I definitely, I was glad I was in a rental car. And I bet they go through brakes. Oh, and um, alignments very quickly there in Puerto oh, Rico. Oh, and one more, one more thing about Puerto Rico. El Yunque. Disco thinks they uh, should rename it El Junkie. It's not worth, so not worth seeing. So El Yunque Skip it. is the southernmost national forest in the U.S. Forest Service system. And it's on Puerto Rico. It's the only tropical rainforest in the U.S. Forest Service system. And there's 35 miles of hiking trails there. The problem is, um, if you can imagine the traffic jams in Yellowstone on a summer day where people kind of like stop their cars in the middle of the road if they see a deer and just abandon their vehicles and run to take a photo. That's, that's, this is a national forest yeah. and people have turned it in. Kinda, it's kind of like a zoo. And you it's know, the only it's, place, it's the only place, the only outdoorsy thing you can do on vacation and, and it's yeah. relatively close to San Juan. So... It's weird, and I, I can't really recommend it. Disco and I went on one walk to this, like, waterfall in, in Yunque to uh, Coca Falls. And, and it was, like, a 20-minute walk or something. It wasn't that. And it was yeah. a paved pathway. Yeah. Okay? So we, we finally get down towards where the waterfall is, and you can see the water coming out. And there were literally, like, 100 people, like, crammed up on this little bridge. And we didn't even go all the way to the falls. We turned around right there and ran all the way back, back to the Back to the car, got in the car, and got, got the hell out. out of there. Never went back. <laughs> so that's El Yonke National Forest. Enjoy. Oh, by the way, one last thing. I swear this is it with Puerto Rico. We actually wanted to overnight camp in El Yonke. You need oh, yeah. a free permit to sleep in El Yonke National Forest in your tent. So we go to get the free permit, and we talk to the person at the desk. They have to make a call to some specific person who does the permits. They forgot to call him 20 minutes later. We reminded him they called the person. And, um, <laughs> and so the, the gentleman's name was Victor. And Victor, Victor Cuevas. Victor wasn't in his office. So when she got off break, she went down to actually see if she could find Victor in person. She couldn't find him. So she came back up and said, I'm sorry. I don't know where Victor is. And so I was like, so wait a minute. So my, my entire possibility of camping in this national forest is based on whether or not a man named Victor <laughs> happens to lunch. be around or not. And she was just like, I'm sorry, Victor's, I, I don't know where he is. And I was like, okay, it's, but it's, good it's that Puerto we Rico. Could, it's good that we couldn't camp there because everything would have been wet. Oh, it's a rainforest. So, it, it's yeah. a definitely a rainforest. 
I, yeah. You probably should have just done it. I bet you Victor never would have no, shown up. You cannot. Right. You cannot just camp. That's true. Oh, I they, guess uh, you got the the flak jacket guys. I yeah, the, it, the green yeah. lights. They are there, the man. green lights will show up we at got, some point. We got, we got green, green lighted one night. But what does that really, mean, green lighted? They just, have all these patrols, and they're the state run guys, and they have green lights on their cars. And the first night we camped, we we were basically in the parking lot of this state forest. Closed down state forest. Yeah, because we didn't know Sketchy. it was dark. <laughs> But the guy showed up, and he was really nice. I, I went and talked to him, and I was like, you know, I said, whatever. I made up the story about the rental car thing. I embellished a little bit. And um, and I was like, yeah, we're camped here. Is that okay? And he was like, oh, no, no, it's fine. I just wanted to make sure you weren't by yourself. And he turned on some lights for us in this little pavilion. He was really He oh. gave us a cell phone number. Yeah, yeah he was oh, really nice. Really cool. Just wanted but to make sure I you were safe. It, but I think in the park, it wouldn't have been like that. No. It wouldn't have gone down like that. Sounds interesting. <laughs> so, Mags, what did you do over break? Any trips? No, you know, it's kind of that weird season where the nights get you know dark pretty early. So, yeah. just a bunch of day trips with skiing in the backcountry. Skiing. I know. Uh, but can I put in a plug for some future trips? Yeah. Please. So, I'm guiding for Skirka again this year. Oh. Yeah, that boy. I am doing a winter backpacking trip in February. Oh, cool. A beginner fundamentals trip again in the fall. And a third trip to be determined. Hmm. So go to his website, check it out. They're all in Rocky Mountain National Park. Can I can I suggest a route for your third trip? <laughs> May I? This is a beginner trip, so but go for it. Oh, you could stretch it out over a couple days then. Okay. Yeah. How about the Ring the Peak Trail? Boom. <laughs> yeah, Skirka's beginner trip. Take, stretch it out over come, like six days. Come to Rocky Mountains. See it's beautiful Ring <laughs> the Peak Trail. <laughs> the backside of Pikes Peak. Parts of it are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Some nice dirt roads back there. <laughs> but yeah, lots of nice backcountry skiing, very beautiful. But yeah. once the uh, days are a little bit longer, hope to do some winter camping again. So Cool. Dilo, uh, did you do anything? Well, I, I think I got out skiing with Mags once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, any mulch? Any, you know? No, yard my, the yard's covered in snow. Okay. Um, just kind of lying low, man. Lying low? I'm kind of, you know, I hate to say it. It's tough for me to say this. I don't really want to say it. Don't dude, don't incriminate yourself. Well, I'm not going to incriminate myself. I'm not a big fan of winter anymore. What? Oh. Yeah. And it's and it's sad because I've really liked the snow. I like the winter. But when you have a one and a half year old child and he can't really take him outside because it's like ten degrees. Yeah. You tend not to like winter too much. I bet you love the polar vortex. <laughs> well, Dilo. <laughs> Winter storm Hercules. <laughs> Actually, let me just say that I got out of New York City before winter storm Hercules hit, and it was fantastic, dude. Winter storm Hercules hit at like 7 p.m. Yep. I was rolling out of LaGuardia at 3 p.m. Yeah. Nice. Fantastic. We got day. out of Baltimore probably that same day at 8 p.m. Like it was already, the toilet on the plane froze. They had to unfreeze. The valve, I'm the not valve kidding you. Wow. They wouldn't lift off until they unfroze the toilet. <laughs> they stuck a heater down they, they into got the some, toilet. They got some propane titanium they blow torches and, fro- and unfroze I that actually valve. I saw the they? flight attendant. He, pour, he made hot water in the coffee maker and poured, poured it, it down into the, the toilet. toilet. Nice. To try to unfreeze wow. the valve. But he got us, that got us home. And, like, if we hadn't have flown out that night, I think we'd still be at Baltimore, Washington exactly. International Airport. I think it, it, it was that bad, wasn't it? I mean, flights yeah. got, you know, they oh, canceled yeah. oh, 10,000 flights and everything just went it was from there. a month of disaster. Makes you want to do, say, the Florida Trail. Yes, Ooh, sir. Oh, yeah, we'll get into yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know about that. Oh, here's a, here's a second <laughs> trail tip of the month. Here's a second trail tip of the month. Yeah, do you, you, want, you want some it, music? Cue it. <laughs> 
don't change planes in Chicago in the winter months. <laughs> Mags, do you have a trail tip? Actually, it just reminded me because twice on my ski trips, if you have a stock vehicle, please, people, do not drive up a snowy road. What is a stock vehicle? What does that mean? Because it means a vehicle that you use to round up your cows. <laughs> is that what that means? Yeah. No. It sure does, Missy. Or sheep. <laughs> or your the sheep. Answer, a lot of people now have four-wheel drive vehicles or all-wheel drive. Yeah. Round up cows. It's a, <laughs> it's a type you buy just off the lot. Just standard tires. <laughs> Standard lift kit, etc. It doesn't have a lot of ground clearance. Doesn't have aggressive tires. So okay. people, I have four wheel drive and I or all wheel drive, and I'm skiing yeah. along. And one guy got his car all of a quarter of a mile up the snowy road. Yeah, he's trying to dig himself out with snowshoes. Oh my right. god! And I say, you might as well just walk and call a tow company. Kind of gave me a dirty look. And I skied back. His car was there, all covered with snow. <laughs> and he made it quarter of a mile. And because there's a phone there, a sign that says "emergency phone quarter of a mile." He got stuck right there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Dilo knows what I'm talking. I about. I know what you're talking about. Man. So the poor. I mean, luckily he wasn't far from town. So. The poor guy, that's a really expensive snowshoe trip. But there's a parking lot that's all paved, and people don't like to park too far down from the trailhead. But if he had parked there, it would have been an extra five minutes of walking. So instead, he got stuck. This is is actually a very... (laughs) Wait a minute. This this actually reiterates a very sage piece of trail advice. From none other than Jerry Roach, I believe. The Jerry Roach. The Jerry Roach. Very famous Colorado trail guide. Junaid will tell us a lot more about Jerry Roach shortly. But Jerry Roach says, I do not need less trail. I need more. Therefore, if you can't drive your car all the way up to that four-wheel drive trailhead, relish that fact and enjoy the hike to that trailhead on the road with very few travelers. I like that. You just got to think of it as double-wide trail. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Or or if you don't want to, pay the $100 tow. <laughs> oh, oh, it's more than a hundred bucks. Let me tell you. And another route I did. It used to be a very quiet area, and somehow four wheel drive people discovered, which is cool because it's legal, whatever. But I saw a twenty year old with a stock S ten vehicle. Oh, two wheel drive S ten. It looked to be four wheel drive. Okay, but he's trying to go up a hill, and you know, even a standard S ten is pretty low. Yeah. And he, he got stuck, and I'm skiing by. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at him. I says, and his windows are down. I says, is this a uh, stock S ten? He's like, yeah. Have fun. <laughs> Max, you're an asshole. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, but hey, but there's a funny, though. There's a big sign that I have a picture on my website. Yeah. There's a guy who's in the area who's very smart. Has a, he has his tow truck picture yeah. in the snow. Need a tow, and he has his phone number. Ah, uh, see? There you go. Nice. And you can, you can read all about that at pmags.com. Yeah, so... That's another tra- a lot of trail tips. If you're going to drive up a snowy road, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make sure you have a non-standard vehicle. Better just, yet, just don't do it. Just yeah. walk. Park. Just ski. Just walk, it's man. quicker, Whatever, man. That's why you're there. All right. When we get back, we're going to get right into the Colorado 14ers through hike. Our Woo! trail of the month. Once you go bigger, staff, it's hard to go little, staff. The trail show. Raise a glass. The trail show is back. This month's trail show is sponsored by our fantastic lineup of bonus shows. 
currently available for download. All three of the bonus shows were recorded in 2013. You'll get bonus show number one, The Gear Show, bonus show number two, Trail Etiquette, and Why Delo Doesn't Like Interacting with Humans, and bonus show number three, Funding Your Hiking Addiction. Become a bonus show triple crowner and download all three today. To access your, our entire catalog of bonus shows, head over to cdbaby.com slash artist slash the trail show. Really quick, I heard we're having a bonus show for Gardening with D-Lo. Gardening with D-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fantabulous. I'm going to show you how to graft marijuana onto your hop. <laughs> <laughs> 420, brah. All right, enough of that nonsense. Or vice versa. Hey, quick, quick side note. You'll fill out more paperwork to get a camping permit in Puerto Rico than you will to buy a car in the lower 48. All right, let's get right into our, tra- our trail of the month. The Colorado 14ers through hike. And as far as I know, this trail exists because of you and your hiking partner. Pretty much, yeah. So you guys actually have the OKT and the FKT. Um, well, actually, we, I found out the other day that, that we were not the first to actually do a through hike. What? Um, yeah, so I, and this is, it was crazy, crazy stuff. So before hmm. we went, I was like looking around for anything about a trip like this and found a mention of a guy named Mike Whitehurst. But with a lot of Google foo, I was unable to find anything other than that a dude existed with that name. Okay. And that he like owned a business in California. So um, anyway, uh, let's see, just a week ago, I was uh, dinking around on the internet and found a website of, uh, uh, I'm sorry, an, an, an article on a uh, college, um, college newspaper about these guys who did it in 1985. So Whoa. Yeah, so really? their names are, uh, are, are um, Patrick Renworth and Michael Whitehurst, and they started with a third friend whose name I, I'm, I'm blanking on at the moment, but the third guy ended up dropping. Does it matter then? I know. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> hike's <laughs> invalid. And this so, is all the fourteeners for our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So they did all of the um all of the fifty four fourteeners. And so there's kind of this thing with fourteeners that, you know, there's fifty four official ones. Okay. Right. Or fifty three, I forget. And then there's some that are um, kind of asterisks, so that they don't hmm. they don't qualify as a fourteener because the saddle connecting them to another mountain doesn't go low enough, or their the peak isn't far enough removed right. from the yeah, another so, peak. So, so explain rules. that it's like rules. A, yeah, so five hundred like, feet. What's the saddle have to I, be? The I difference? think it's three hundred feet. Three hundred. Saddle feet. has to be three hundred feet, and I, I forget what the distance is. It's like a quarter mile or a half mile or something like that. Or else and, it doesn't qualify. Yeah, it's not counted as a separate peak. So, for okay. instance, there is Challenger Point in the Sangre de Cristos, which is on Kit Carson Mountain. And so Kit hmm. Carson Mountain is considered a 14er Challenger Point eh, hmm. because it's not far enough away or the saddle isn't low enough. Okay. So, in any case, these guys at the time, nobody really talked about some of these other ones. And so they, did, they looked around and said, hey, what are the you know, 14ers that people climb? They came up with the list of 54 and went ahead and did those um, over about four months and sixteen hundred miles. Now, did they wow. do it as a through a through hike? Yeah, so they did okay. it. They did it the same as we did. Um, they had like ten days off that they they went to visit a uh, camp that they were raising money for, and so and they took huh. a lot longer to do it. But you know, yeah, um, still pretty cool. I was uh, I actually talked to uh, Patrick for about half an hour oh, wow. a week or so ago. And nice. Did, so was, he, did he know cool. about you? Did he know you had done this? No, not until I called him and left a message on his machine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, I think we 
did something similar. Wow. Almost 30 years apart. <laughs> so, I mean, he must have been blown away. I mean, he, you know, this is a trip he did 30 years ago. He probably, you know, you probably racked some memories for him or brought back some memories. Well, the ironic thing is the only reason that I found out about his trip, because I, I tried to find, you know, info via this right. Michael Whitehurst name. Yeah. To no avail. And, and the article that clued me in to him and made, made it so that I could get his contact info um, wasn't even published until October 13th or something. So, wow. you know, Jeez. a couple of weeks after I had even finished our trip, yeah. you know. So. Wow, that's really strange. So, yeah. so let's, uh, let's, let's take a step back and just talk about real quickly. So you, you guys basically, you did 54 plus an additional four. So you did yep. 58. Yep. Um, 14ers, and the 14ers are all over real, Colorado. Real quick, there are actually some people who might not know what a 14er is. Okay, let's let's take it even further back. This is statistics. Yeah, 14er is a peak that is 14,000 feet above sea level, or higher, or higher, yeah. or higher. Correct. Or and higher. Colorado has 54 plus official four. ones. Yep. 54 official ones in plus a, four unincorporated. There we go. <laughs> yeah. However, the highest peak in the lower 48 is actually in California, and that would be Mount Whitney, which is right. 14,500 some odd feet. Close. I think it's 14,495 or yeah, something. That's like really right. close. Yeah. I've been up that one. Anyone else? I have. Yeah. Yeah, I Max and I went up there together. P.O.D.? Together. No. Yeah. I did that Tonight? one twice, actually. Yeah. Have you? Wait a minute. Yeah, well, I've, I've hiked the PCT twice, so I did it okay. on oh. both of my PCT hikes. Did you guys know that Mags and I went up Mount Whitney together? Really? Really? Seriously? They actually held hands the whole way. They were the <laughs> we first ones. Oh, I heard and then about you guys. Up on top, there was a hair shirt lockup. <laughs> the very hair first. Actually, up. that was the FKT hair shirt lockup on Mount Whitney. <laughs> I bleach. Oh, jeez. So, oh, dude, okay, what? so now we know what a 14er bleach? is. All right. Yeah. And you guys did a trail that connected all 58. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, you made up a route that a connected. Route. We did, yeah. I mean, nobody. <laughs> I guess these two guys had, but nobody had really done it before, so we didn't really know. You know, I, we came up with the idea of, "Hey, I bet we could walk to all of them." Yeah. And then uh, I just started sort of clicking around using uh, a Garmin program called Basecamp, mm-hmm. and um, just trying to. It was a big game of connect the dots, uh, connect all of the peaks, and then figure out which approaches are going to be best to go right. to. And yeah. you know, when we leave this gr- group of peaks, you know, where are we going to have to be heading to next? And so. It was a lot of time spent clicking around creating the actual route. So before I ask, like, what what spawned the idea to do this? Like, what's your hiking background? You just said you've done the PCT twice. Like, what other long trails have you hiked? Uh, that's it. Um, okay. Yeah, so I, I first heard about the Triple Crown of Hiking from a National Geographic Adventure magazine. Oh, um, really? In, like, I think it was a 2004, 2005 um, article. And it had, you know, these pullouts of all of the Triple Crown trails and mm. cool little bios and stats and this and that. And so I kind of went from curiosity to obsession to plan pretty quickly. Yeah. I was going to have a day hiker. I used to do a lot of big hikes um, on Oahu. You know, every ridge, every valley's got a hike out there. So I, yeah. I did a lot of... You're from Hawaii? Well, I lived out there for about nine years. Okay. I moved out there for school originally and then uh, did, didn't find a reason to leave for a while. Yeah, so, I hear you, man. Um, but yeah, so I kind of went from curiosity to obsession to plan, and less than a year later, I was out hiking the PCT. What was um, your first year on the trail? 2006. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So, and I'd never hiked more than about 40 miles in a go prior to stepping foot on the PCT. And nice. Then, 
Because, um, you know, I, mean, I just didn't really have any option out, yeah. out yeah. on the islands. It yeah, was, uh, for sure. Did a couple of shakedown hikes, like the Kalalau Trail, oh, um, yeah. known as the Nepali Coast. Yeah. Um, so I, I did some of that stuff, but basically was uh, a, a well-researched noob when I started in 06. When, when did you hike the PCT your second time? 2010. Okay. So at some point after 2010... You and I guess Luke, or or was it just one or the other that got the idea to do this Colorado 14ers hike? So it was, it was my idea, and I was planning it for a while um, before I actually uh, had Luke officially sign on. Okay, I'd been leaning on him for a while. He'd never done any distance backpacking before, but he'd oh, climbed in he'd climbed in the Himalaya and in South America, and it, uh. you know kayaked the Grand Canyon, does you know adventure races and stuff like that. So he was well suited. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I had been planning it for a while before he finally said, "Okay, I'm in. Let's do it." Okay, so you started um, <clears throat> with uh, one of the southernmost peaks, I guess. Well, it depends on what side of the state you're on, but southernmost near the Front Range. So you were down in the Sangres, right? Yeah, yeah. So our first peak was uh, Culebra Peak, which is the privately owned one. Yeah. Um, you have to ante up a hundred bucks to go go climb that one. Dang. Um, so that was. It was convenient that that ended up being the privately owned one since right. we had to start there. Yeah. Uh, if we'd had to finish there or if it was somewhere in between, trying mm-hmm. to arrange that schedule-wise would have been kind of a pain. But uh, yeah. so, I mean, so how do you even figure out the route? Do you just lay out a map of Colorado, mark the 14ers on the map, and then try to figure the most efficient way to get from uh, get through all of them? I, I, I don't know. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I went through... Various iterations of literally connecting the peaks in mm. uh, in base camp, and then looking at what the distances were, and trying to figure out which ranges okay. would be best to do in which sequence. And I went through a number of iterations before I finally decided on the one that we ended up doing. Um, and honestly, in retrospect, there's a few things I probably would have changed, and yeah. some changes that we made on the route. So, outside of Calabria, were there any other uh, peaks that you had to pay to no. go up? Okay, no. that's the only one. Yep. Okay. Now, what kind of a propane torch did you bring? Uh, well, we had this, uh, you know, the ones with the big wheels? Yes. <laughs> yeah, which is problematic in, like, the wilderness areas particularly. Oh, yeah. Mechanized, yeah. man. No mechanized. But as long as no. nobody sees you wheel it past the trailhead, you're not actually wheeling something into the wilderness, are you? It's true. Just well, and, you know, you just put the wheels on lock, and then you're just dragging it. Oh, yeah. It's effectively yeah. a sled at that point. That's kind of like so. if you have... That's kind of yeah. like when you take your dog into the wilderness, and they're not on a leash, but you have one with you. It's close enough. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, totally. What I find amazing is your timing, though, when you finish this. I mean, between the flooding and the government shutdown. Mags, don't look at him. Yeah, don't, don't look at him when you talk, dude. Please, Max. Don't look at him Can't hear you. Come on. Oh, look straight ahead, Max. Look straight ahead. <laughs> cool. do this. The irony there is that we didn't actually know that the government shutdown was uh, Happening? S- sort of going to be an issue. We knew that because um, our, our last peak is Long's Peak in Glacier, or not Glacier, uh, Rocky Mountain yeah. National Park. And so uh, we knew that we had the issue from the flooding um, that the, the park was closed. We didn't know that it, when it reopened, we were going to have to worry a few days later about it closing because of the government shutdown. Oh, and it literally opened, I think, the night before we were to walk into it, right? which was extremely good timing. We, we were kind of afraid we were going to walk in and hmm. um, have to do it real stealthy-like and then maybe get some nice bracelets at the end and such. So. Yeah. But after walking 1,200 miles, we were willing to... To go to jail. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I can't blame you. <laughs> if it came you. down to it, I mean, we, yeah. didn't, we didn't want it to go yeah. down like that, but we're like, yeah. you know. And it's not like they would have put you in for very long. No. no, and, you know, in reality, it, they would have had to do it, but I'm sure even the people arresting us would have been like, my bad, here you go, here's these cuffs. Now, yeah. now you ran into tight. mags, is that right? <laughs> we did, <laughs> on, yeah. On the last day? Uh, it was the second to last, sec- or, like, yeah. second to last oh, day. Yeah, so how that, unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. So how, that's kind of random. I mean, did you guys know each other? No. Okay. Uh-uh. I knew wa- of your trip. And we've, I mean, we're driving. It was uh, when I was guiding with Andrew. And we're driving down the road. I see these ULA packs with climbing rope. I'm like, what the? Wow. Then as we're going, I'm like, oh, I know who those two guys are. And Andrew figured it out, too. And, oh, really? Andrew. Your well, boy, that boy. I'm not going to call him Mr. Skirka. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Call him Guide Master. <laughs> All right, so hit us up with some stats. So the the whole thing was over three hundred thousand feet of vertical gain. Is that correct? Well, we don't really know. Oh. Um, we the the software that we had indicated that it was pl- more than two hundred thousand feet of elevation gain. Okay. Um, the GPS that we were carrying doesn't register elevation gain in that many digits. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> the GPS after, gave up after nine hundred or after whatever ninety nine thousand feet, it it stopped doing its thing. Okay. Uh, so uh, as near as we can tell, it was somewhere in the area of two hundred eighty five thousand to somewhere around three hundred thousand feet of elevation gain. Wow. And how many miles? Uh, about thirteen hundred, thirteen fifty, right in there. I've actually been working on the uh, the route, like reconstructing it, because yeah. since we made alterations along the way. There were, you know, we were carrying a GPS, but I've been going through and sort of reconstructing the changes mm-hmm. that we've made and everything like that. So about about thirteen hundred, thirteen fifty. Ma- 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 mail drops. Where did <laughs> yeah, you die yeah. as you go? Yeah. What are the logistics like? What? Do yeah. You, tell resupply, us more. mail drops. What? So the Hostiles. the route itself actually goes through um, some of the mountain towns. So rather yeah. than having it sort of skirt the mountain towns and then having to get off route to go down into a town and then come back up to the route. I just routed us right through towns. Oh, cool. Um, we did do mail drops ahead of time primarily just to make things faster. Mm-hmm. And we did augment, obviously, in towns with, you know, cheese and tortillas. Twinkies. And, yeah, jerky, you know. Beer. Um, I'm sure no beer. Energy bars, beer, plenty of beer. Yeah. yeah. Um, whiskey. We, we drank a lot of Jim Beam out there. Jim Beam? Good a Jim wow. Beam, my in, address in plastic, is. Uh, plastic containers, right? Pick up uh, a fifth absolutely. of Jim Beam in a plastic container. That's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's lightweight. <laughs> Yep, you know, sure. it's more alcohol per ounce than beer. That's, yeah, it's yeah. a good way to look at it. Which is why all those dehydrated beer people are going to fail. <laughs> well, I mean, I just hey man, we're just... trying to get them to sponsor the show. Oh, Come on, sorry, never mind. I didn't say that. I, I feel just, I feel that beer is a good motivator to make it to town, though. Yeah, I, oh, it, <laughs> I, I, tell me, I have this concept <laughs> of the gravity of beer. You know, yeah. when you're being yeah. pulled towards town with that gravity of beer. Not me, man. I always just want to spend one last night in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah we sure Hilo. It's totally true. Don't hit that bong sound effect. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> it's you, not true. You don't want me to do that? No, okay. Is that what you're going for over there with your your iPadmatic? No, don't worry about me. What man. were you doing over don't there? Don't worry about me. So Janae, tell us some funny stories. Yeah. Oh good lord. Um is pain funny? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. All right, I got lots After of the stories. Fact, sure. In retrospect. We'll <laughs> laugh at you for it, so go ahead. Uh, let's see. So, um, wow, funny stories. That's a good one. 
Uh, so nothing funny happened on this hike. Plenty of funny stuff happened. We oh, okay, cool. But mainly it was us being jackasses. Oh, uh, that's kind of we're good at that. Yeah, I mean you know how it is. Yeah, you, you, you get out there and after a while, there's nothing to entertain you but you. <laughs> oh, the delirium, uh, as I like it, to call it. Like exactly. some people might say, that's your house. That's your house. Yeah. So it's I, your house. We made uh, a lot of use of uh, the Big Lebowski. That's Cisco's favorite movie. My favorite movie, movie uh, of it was all fantastic. time. We actually watched it um, one night in my shelter. Uh, it was the, it was <laughs> Over the, the line. It was awesome. Market zero. Market zero, Smokey. Uh, yeah, we were. it was the day before we did Quandary Peak, and we had just done um, Four Peaks. We'd done Lincoln, Cameron, Democrat, and Bross. And one of those doesn't count. Uh, yeah, well. We shouldn't well, talk there's, about there's it. One we don't of, want to get anybody in whatever. trouble. One of those is an asterisk. Asterisk Peak, and then one of them is uh, privately owned, and you're not supposed to go to the summit. Um, I'll I'll leave it up to all of you to decide whether we went to the summit <laughs> or stopped at the public summit. I can neither confirm nor deny. Nice. So, okay, so you you got into Lebowski. You watched what were you saying? You watched the whole movie while you were out there. Yeah, well, because we had been talking so much about Lebowski and quoting it yeah. all all the time. You know, it was like. I bet you did. I bet you never once said, "Fuck it, dude, let's go bowling." A lot, yeah, a lot. <laughs> man, are you gonna have to bleep that? Yeah, can I say, yeah. Okay. You can say anything you yeah. want. I'll I'll bleep it after the fact. But. Okay, so I could just drop f bombs for well, three minutes. It makes be... more work for me, but you know. All right, let's start right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, oh, we man. we uh, we did a lot of that kind of stuff. I mean, there were uh, the road walking in particular because there was definitely some long stretches of road walking. And that was, it was key to be able to entertain ourselves out there. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, you know. Did you, to, uh, did you ever go a day without seeing another person? Mm. Actually, I don't think we did. No. Wow. wow. Well, no, it sounds I think, like a high uh, low cannot do them. Actually, let me just correct you, <laughs> Princess of Darkness over there. I have actually hiked in Colorado on a weekend and not seen another person. That's Forget what I'm about saying. It. But just once. But That's just what once. I'm saying. You Forget were, about it. There you were a number like, of days that we only saw like one or two yeah. people and just sort yeah. of quickly and Think passing. about that, though. That's, that's pretty amazing to go one day of your life without seeing another person. Get on the trail! Yeah, it is way pretty incredible. That's that was pretty really heavy, loud, Dilo. Why, why do you speak so loudly sometimes? I don't know. <laughs> he sounds like those guys from the Sparta movie. You know that happened? <laughs> this is Dilo! <laughs> That happened on the CDT for us. Yeah, yeah, it happened Many on the CDT days. for oh. me. Yeah, yeah. We but went. We I would go if about like five days without seeing. But on a weekend else. hike, or even this the Junaid's hike, which certainly covered like random places where people just don't go. Well, there were days on so the CDT person. that I wondered if the KT event had happened, and uh, you know, <laughs> no one else was on the planet except for Pod and I. How about that callback to one previous show, nice. which would have been fine? He was like, "I'd be happy on the planet with just." But two. Yeah. the 14ers are a lot more popular overall. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure in between the 14ers, you may not see people. As soon as you got near the 14ers, no matter if it's a weekday or not, there's yep. been people, of course. Most crowded summit, Albert. Uh, oh, how course. many? How many people? Uh, well, we did it on. I, I always get the two mixed up. It's either Memorial Day or Labor Day, whichever the one is. Labor Day. Yeah. Labor Day is in September, so it's probably that one. Um, in any case, we we got up there. It was that holiday. There was some fellow who had uh, he, that was going to be his last fourteener, oh, so cool. he had invited a bunch of people up there. They oh, actually wow. did a flash mob at the top. Come on, man! <laughs> I kid you not. I actually have it on video. So there was a lot of people up there. I think we must have passed at least 50 or 60 people going up. What, what does that really um, mean that they did a flash mob on top of the summit? Uh, apparently it all, it means like 
dancing in some sort of like loosely coordinated way to some music. It's like synchronized, um, dude. Yeah, it mainly it's just like a few minutes of awkward movement. <laughs> as far as I can With tell. a lot of people. If people are standing around not sure if they should clap or leave or, or what. Sounds like your typical white people dancing. Myself yeah. included. <laughs> yeah, so that was definitely the most populated. We did we had a few actually in the Sawatch range where um, even if there weren't a lot of people at the top, we passed, you know, 60 people coming up the trail as we were going down. Did you have any summits to yourselves? Uh, yeah, we did. Not a lot of them, but definitely a few. Um, Handy's Peak we had to ourselves. Oh, cool. Really? Um, so well, on the Hard we Rock 100 route. It was at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So mm-hmm. Oh, there Sen- you go. Sensible mountaineers were down eating and drinking beer by that time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we, that was our third summit of the day, so we were, you know, we were going Did you do it. Sunshine and Red Cloud before that? Yep. Yeah. Um, I know earlier, or before you recorded the show, you said no technical climbing whatsoever? No, everything was uh, class four or lower. Okay. Class four is not technical? Even the Maroon Bells, the, the peaks in there, it wasn't... Yeah, so the, the traverse between North Maroon and Maroon... Um, you did it? Yeah. Oh, um, you crazy and, bastard. <laughs> and that was actually the only place that we used our, um, our little emergency rappel rope, um, primarily because we just didn't feel like backtracking. We got to a spot where we're like, oh... Hmm, there's some rappel anchors here, or we could go back, you know, 50 yards and down climb, and then come back around. And so we just, you know, we'd been carrying it for however many 700 miles. We decided to just go ahead and wow. use it. So, so but you, that was that was probably the technical crux of the uh, hmm. of the trip. Was, so, was what does right class there. four mean? Is that like hand over hand? Oh, let's see. I forget exactly how they're defined, but I mean, class one is essentially walking. Class two would be more you know, vigorous walking with more yeah. uphill and stuff like that. Uh, I think class four would be something where a, a fall could be, hurt you, right? Class yeah. four is like, you know, hand over your head, a little bit of exposure, yeah. and you could get hurt if you fall. Yeah, and then, but it's one of those things that's very subjective in a way, too, because what is one person's mm-hmm. class three is another person's class four. Do you then, have any climbing experience? Yeah, I'm a rock climber. Okay. I've, I've, okay. You know, I used to climb out so in So your idea of what... Could be technical, might be different than like my yeah. idea, <laughs> and and also be, yeah, like he very nonchalantly said that yeah they did the traverse between North and South Maroon, so people die on that traverse every year. It's true, yeah. and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, I, I will say that part of that does have to do with it being an exposed traverse, and part of that has to do with that being a very popular traverse to do. Hmm. So a lot of people go out there and do it because it's one of the classic traverses in Colorado, one of the four classic traverses i think um and uh it's it's gorgeous i mean the maroon bells are one of the most photographed locations in north america so it gets a lot of traffic and i think that's part of the reason i think there are definitely things that we did that maybe were just as dangerous but Mm -hmm. because there aren't as many people out there doing them people don't die as often yeah did you have any fear for your life moments absolutely oh really yeah yeah there were definitely a few any you want to share yeah, so, okay, so uh, after we did Castle and Conundrum Peak, we were coming down sort of not on a route, uh, following a ridge line down, and uh, we were trying to get off the ridge and sort of down into the bowl or the gully that was below, and there was no real good way to do it, and all the rock was pretty rotten. Isn't that where the hot springs is? Or yeah, is it a different? We, were actually, okay. uh, uh, we actually had lunch at the hot springs. Conundrum uh, hot springs, later. which POD related a story on a bonus show about, but anyway. Ugh. It's... 
It's more of a warm <laughs> springs, really. Yeah, it is. <laughs> than a hot springs. It's below 98.6. But, you know, six. So, anyway. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes there's boobs there, so that's, they get out that. My boobs were there. Yeah. <laughs> and my butt. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get any nudity this time through, which was disappointing. Oh, too bad. What are you going to do? Um, but, yeah, so we were trying to make our way down to the, the, the sort of basin or, or bowl and uh, everything was so rotten that we just had rocks kind of giving way from under our feet. And it was definitely Ooh. definitely some scary stuff. Um, hmm. The knife edge on Capitol Peak, uh, people hear about a lot. We were in a, in a cloud most of the way that day. Mm-hmm. And so it was uh, definitely a little slick. And I wasn't in a great mental space going up. Um, so that was definitely like... You know, more you don't mental fear than it was. Walk across that, right? Though you just kind of scooch across it. You kind of grab the top of it with your hands, and then with your feet, sort of a few, you know, down a little bit. You just kind of slide, crab walk, yeah. or sort of. Hmm. It's a little awkward. But Sounds hmm. like a lot of fun. <laughs> it, it was a lot more fun coming back down. Yeah, I will okay. say that. Yeah, because I was after having done it, I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's you good. know, we can make it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, so yeah, it was. But there were definitely some spots that, um, like on the Traverse, where between Maroon and, and North Maroon, mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, let's uh, let's not make any mistakes right here. Yeah. So. Oh, geez. Sounds well, like uh, an amazing adventure. Yeah, it does. Um, what, and I don't know that we asked, but what was the total length of the hike, like time-wise? 72 days. Uh, so we started on Okay, so just July over two months. Th- yeah, yeah. Uh, July 20th to September 29th. I got to ask, so at any point... Was the the hike in jeopardy? Like, did you have any thoughts at any point in time of abandoning the hike? Like, this is just not going to work out or, or, or anything like that? No. So no. you were all in from day one, man. This was it. This was the deal. Yeah, and particularly after a while. I mean, once you've got, you know, so many peaks and so many miles under your belt, you kind of have that mm-hmm. that momentum. Yeah. Um, got to do and, it. And uh, our only real concern was how hairy things could get for the longs finish. Because you okay. were worried that D'Lo and Max would be there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it would have been really hairy, uh, let me yeah. tell you. chucking yeah. rocks off the <laughs> summit, you know? Like, yeah, let's see how far I could throw this yeah. one, man. And, Woo! and if they'd had their shirts off, man, the hairiness would have been insane, <laughs> man. Oh, that's what you meant by hairiness? Yeah, yes. come on. Come on, Hello. D'Lo. Hello. Bing bong. That. Sorry, no, never mind. Nobody's home right now. <laughs> you can leave a message and maybe we'll get back to you in a little while. Mm. Thank you. I'm assuming you guys have a website. Yeah, it's uh, 14ersthruhike.com. Ooh. And okay. is there any video or is it uh There's not. Photo? You know, we didn't really do much video. And uh, honestly, I, I'm, I've been woefully behind on uh, updating the website with even photos and things like that. Um, I've mm. been working on reconstructing the route, so hopefully I should have that up in the next few days. Um, When's the book coming out? I don't know. Um, probably okay. with uh, my goal is to have it complete by the end of uh, 2014. Oh, you're serious? We figure we kind of have to. We've had enough yeah, people I, I, like tell us should. that we should make a book, and oh, yeah. we kind of feel like it's an interesting enough journey that you yeah, know, for yeah. sure, it, it would it, it would be worth it. Would it be like a coffee table style book with photos, or would it be like that's kind of what we're envisioning? Okay, yeah, coffee table type of book, um, some journal entries, maybe typed up anecdotes of some little stories along the way. Yeah, um, maybe a, a couple of full more like text chapters of uh, just planning and the trip in general and trail life and, and that kind of thing. And we also want to do a, uh, a section in there for, uh, for Patrick and, uh, and Michael oh, and their trip cool. in 85. Cool. Very cool. So. Were there uh, any nude photos? Ooh, not this trip. No, mm. huh. no. 
Yeah, I'll have to get. At, the, at least I don't think so. I'll have to. Maybe I have to look through Luke's book. again and make sure. Yeah, that's a different book. <laughs> that's the bonus book. Yeah, so I'll say. Is there anything else you want to say about the hike, the journey, the aftermath? I, I will say that that one of the things that we were doing out there that gave us a lot of motivation. Um, I mean, you know, aside from just knowing that there were people, sort of back in the world, rooting us on and cheering for us, was we raised money for uh, Big City Mountaineers. Oh, and cool. we're actually still raising money for them. If anybody is so inclined, please check out our website, 14ersthroughhike.com. Look at, uh, at the link for our cause, and it'll take you to, uh, to the Big City Mountaineers website where you can donate you know, a couple bucks. Um, what I do will, they do exactly? What's Big City Mountaineers? So Big City Mountaineers, they take underserved and underprivileged urban youth out for wilderness mentoring programs for a week at a time. Okay. Um, so it, it's good. You know, Luke and I had both uh, had childhoods where we got to go outside and we were introduced to the great outdoors. And uh, we feel like it's just essential. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of kids who really never get a chance to do that. And this is just a program that helps kids get out and, and do it. And it can be really life-changing for some of these kids. So, yeah, for sure. Very cool. So do for check sure. it out. I am throwing out there that uh, the top three donations that I get during the month of January to the fund... Uh, we'll be receiving a a uh, canvas print of one of our panoramas from the trip. Oh, awesome. so wow! The three highest. So very do, cool. Do your worst. We yeah. will definitely put a link on our Facebook page. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. hike dot com. Mm-hmm. All right, Junaid, Thanks so much for schooling yeah. us on your your hike. It sounds incredible. That's yeah, absolutely that sounds awesome. Dilo's already planning to uh, follow in your footsteps. I oh am. God, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we yell at you. Like, Get off my mountain. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we'll get into mailbag, sponsors, shout-outs, and Mike DiLorenzo's Ask a Hiker. The Trail Show? Less gear, more beer? your other favorite one. Oh, okay, good. Coming to you live from Mike DiLorenzo's charming basement in the historic beer district of Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. Yeah! And we're back tonight with The Trail Show here in my basement. In the Bobby Walters studio. Yeah, the multiplex. In the liver of Boulder, Colorado's historic oh, beer district. it's rotting liver. Mags, what did our mailbag bring us this month? We have a fair amount of mailbag items. Okay. One is actually to legal. Dare, um, what? Yeah, Dare That's Trail right. Show Legal Department. That's right. Yeah. I recently found your show just before episode 18 aired. I started with episode one, worked my way through each episode. God bless him. Halfway through episode one, I couldn't stand that anymore due to Disco's overuse of sound effects. <laughs> Wait, what, what's he talking about? I don't know do any of that stuff. Come on. What? <laughs> so I shut it down and vowed to never listen to the podcast again. <sighs> However, a very interesting phenomenon occurred as a fellow podcaster. I realized that Disco was like a five-year-old playing with a new toy at Christmas. <laughs> it would probably settle what? down with the first episode or two. 
So I turned the show back on and found that I was right. I also True. discovered I really enjoyed your show. <laughs> Since I've listened to your show, I spent countless times laughing, crying, and he agrees the show is better than Cats. Oh, wow. Oh, he man, does listen. Oh, man. I often find myself thinking about how I, I too, can have a bigger staff. <laughs> oh, whoa there, boy. <laughs> or my workplace firewall will allow me to sh- see exactly how a Diva Cup works. Oh, good luck with that, dude. I also came to the conclusion <laughs> that D-Lo must be a millionaire. <laughs> With the biggest backyard ever, because every weekend for the last year, <laughs> he's reported how the show is to doing trail maintenance, in air quotes, in his backyard. <laughs> D'Lo, what is your secret to your wealth? Are you a closet trust funder? He has a modest trust fund. <laughs> 80000 a year. In fact, I enjoyed this so much, I figured that I had an amazing opportunity to own the FKT for listening through all the trail show episodes. Ah, new FKT. I listened faithfully two weeks, commuting to and from work, and even called in sick so I could listen to the show at home (laughs) to guarantee my FKT. That's commitment. uh, That is commitment. However, I never reported the FKT to your legal department. Well, so it doesn't count. When I finished the show in two weeks, I was severely disappointed that in Buck 30's episode, he made the public claim to the FKT for listening to all the episodes for your show. Oh. Since my dreams of being an FKT record holder are squash, I would like to stake my claim to another title. I am a trail show bonus show triple crowner. Yeah, damn The very boy. first one right there. Woo-hoo. The very first one. Nobody else has reported to us that they have listened the to first, all three The first, the pioneer folks. Bonus shows. Yeah. Yeah. I have purchased all three bonus shows. Yes. Maybe you guys can send me a trail show sticker to commemorate my triple crown achievement. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks and keep much postage. <laughs> Thanks and keep producing great podcasts. Come on, man, we got to put a sticker in the mail. Yeah, we're giving him a sticker. Scrooge. Get over, especially, on, but keep disco away from the sound effects. Damn you! What's this gentleman's name? Craig Cole, a fellow podcaster, Soaring Eagle Adventures, and the Outdoor Podcast. Craig Cole, we salute you, sir. And what I'm going to do is take one sticker. I'm going to cut it in half, and I'm going to put it in the mail to you. So <laughs> stickers are coming your way, man. Wait a minute, you're going <laughs> to send him half a sticker? No, it's going to cut it in half, so it's two stickers. Yeah, it's actually two stickers. Uh, uh, I think they call that a diptych. A what? What? Diptych. Why can't we just send I, this guy sure. two stickers? Like a triptych or triptych. Okay, Tript- I'll take it. It's word an for art it. term. I don't really know. Who okay. knows? Moving along. Yeah. We have Keith from Facebook who wrote us. Drinks from the Skull. Drinks from the, that's the trail name. That's yeah, his trail name. Drinks from the Skull. Just found you guys this week, and while my friends are binge watching Homeland. Dexter, Breaking Bad, etc. I'm binge podcasting the trail show. Whoa, man. Wow. Whoa. One full show a day in my community. We're not worthy. It's a very exciting time for you folks as I just finished episode four. A new baby, a bachelor party, a couple at the crossroads of sharing life without children. Certainly not for everyone. <laughs> Plus, I drank my first Dale's Pale Ale this week. And cut out some screens. Whoa, that boy. D'Lo, <laughs> D'Lo, please. Thanks for it all. <laughs> Very excited to see how things turn out over the next two weeks as I rip out the next 14 episodes. Sincerely, Drinks from the Skull. I think we, have the, we have the makings here for a new contest. Who can claim the FKT for listening to all... How many trail show episodes have we had? This is our 20th. Twenty. Who can claim the FKT for listening to all 20 Trails for episodes. Uh, well, how, I think Buck how, Thirty has the claim right now. Well, man. it's 
We should but, we should check with the fastest known like times website. Can, Peter Balkin, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll write yeah. Peter Balkin. So yeah, yeah. So see, see he's he here at Boulder. We can have him on. Mm. Oh, dude, whoa! Are you serious? He's here in Boulder. Let's have. <laughs> he this wouldn't guy be on, on the show, show man. <laughs> Why not? Is he too serious? Um, did you do know him? I don't know him. No, but uh, he, he's one of the ultimate direction guys, along with um, uh, Anton Krupika, who is like just an in, insane, insane specimen <laughs> of a human being. Yeah, yeah. probably anybody, uh, who, anybody so, who's yeah, got exactly. like a website so. that keeps track of the fastest known times of all exactly. these other hikes is yeah. probably yeah. a little bit too uptight to sit here and listen to us like the, our nonsense. Really, <laughs> they have uh, their they, and nonsense. They yeah. have their own backpacks that they've designed for like trail running. And so, speaking <laughs> of Mister Bigger Staff, he Jeez. wrote it. Oh yeah. Bigger staff? Yeah, bigger Gordon staff. David Bigger staff. You know what they say. Once you go bigger staff, you can't it's hard go, to go littler, littler staff. staff. <laughs> come on, where's the mute? Come on, you can hit up some applause or something after no, that. No, I on. hate the applause. Uh, <laughs> but, that's uh, new. That's new. That's some nice new kind of cheering. Right. You, you need to get okay. a, like a Japanese laugh track or something. All right. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a good idea. Now we're talking. Let's go multicultural okay. here on the trail. Bigger show. staff. Well, here come from across the pond, if you will. I will. All right. So, hi, everyone. I am seeking favors. I am hiking the AT in March and have a fundraising team here in the UK getting cash to give for cancer research. Here in the UK, the money will go to Cancer Research Wales, but I would like a US-based cancer research charity or institute to be a joint beneficiary. After all, you guys gave us the AT. I should give something back. That's Hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. I do not know any cancer research charities in the USA, so could you mention it on your trail show so I can get some suggestions? I am on Twitter as Gordon Biggerstaff and also as UKAT Hiker. You can also check out my blog. We'll post both informations on our Facebook page. Both informations. That's because yeah, sure. it's plural. It's yeah. plural right there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like moose. Let, let's go back a few shows, Miss Priority. <laughs> <laughs> it's like moose. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? We got yeah. two mooses on the show tonight. <laughs> That's yeah. right, man. In any case, um, we'll just post a link. Yeah, we'll throw it up on our Facebook page and give Gordon some suggestions, and you know, I guess he'll pick one. And I have to read this one because we got a handwritten. Whoa, whoa! What is that, man? It's a handwritten card for one of our listeners who also gave us T-shirts. Oh, nice! And this is uh, breakfast. You know, lost Kristen Miles. Breakfast for Miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we actually She's... met her on the PCT in 08. If you ever get a chance, go to this person's website. She's hiked the Brooks Range solo in Alaska and just done the Grand Enchantment Trail and just some amazing yeah, photos. She is hardcore. Very good. I just a great, great website, in my opinion. But she gave us this nice card with a handwritten note. What's it say, man? All right. So do, you, do you need some music? It's good, maybe. Oh, perfect. Go ahead, man. High Trail Show. Just wanted to send a note to thank you for your fantastic podcast. I have been listening from the beginning and really enjoy the useful information and humor in every episode. Whenever things get tough out on the trail and I start to get out of it mentally, I just plug into the trail show. What? Before I know it, I forget about the rain and mud and cold and laughing along. Your show has helped me get through long, cold days running sled dogs. Up in Alaska. <laughs> wow. That is weird wow. to think about. Surprise snowstorms on the get and a rough head cold while hiking across the Brooks Range this summer. Get out. Oh she was God. listening to the show while she in was In Alaska. Doing... Oh, man. We are not worthy. I am saving your new episodes for next summer's adventures and can't wait. Thanks. Wow. See you down the trail. Kristen Lost 
Gates. Kristen Lost I, I Gates. Didn't, I didn't know that we broadcast in Alaska. <laughs> oh, we're worldwide, baby. And, oh, well, there's a PS, and her website again is milesforbreakfast.com. P.S. Included are some T-shirts for you guys to enjoy in a donation. Oh, Thanks. thank you, Lost. And that was just—I thought that was just an amazing card. So thank you so much. That is so cool. A quick, a quick side note: she was in front of us during the state of Washington on the PCT, and um, I think she had a sponsor from Cliff Bar at the time. Oh, and yeah. We would get to these trail towns, and there'd be a hiker box, and you know she would dump all the Cliff Bars that she <laughs> didn't want to carry with her, and we were right behind her, so. Thank, thank you, Lost, again, because yeah. we benefited from oh. your Cliff Bars and big Lost, time. And Lost, we've emailed you twice. Please contact us. We'd love to mail you a sticker or two. Yeah, we've got, we've got some stuff we want to send you. So give us an address, please. Even they're not even going to cut it in half. Yours will be whole. Even if it's general delivery. Yes, yeah, <laughs> something. Yeah, we can do it's it. Fine. General delivery? Come on. You, you ever sent yourself something care of general delivery to your hometown just so you can go pick it up like a hiker? <laughs> <laughs> no. no, but I'm going to no. do that. But, but we have sent stuff, general delivery to Hawaii. Um, yeah. Because we would fly Hawaiian Wait, Air. Here's an idea. Here's and it was cheaper idea. than doing a check bag. Yep. What if you have like a bunch of crap in your house and you have no place to put it? Yeah. Could you send it to the local post office and in your hometown <laughs> and just leave it there? How long would they hold it for? 30 days. 30 days, dude. 30 days. So it'd be like That's storage. It. Don't put a return address on it. Or put someone else's return address on it. Boom. Yeah, dude. Wow. Mail it back That'd to your mom. Prank. Mail it back to your Trail mom. tip of the month. <laughs> Trail tip of the month, <laughs> That's baby. what you do with your old gear. If okay. you send it media mail, it's even cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it's all books in here. <laughs> wow. I, I think, you know, through hikers know... The postal system better than like the average human it's by a true. factor of twenty. <laughs> Sometimes better than the postmaster. Oh yeah, I've been there before, man. Try mailing fuel and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though it's, it's got like, an ORMD sticker on it, damn it! What the heck's that? <laughs> what else do we have? Any more? Oh, we have um, mailbags. Or? No more mailbags. We have some donations this month. Okay. Wait, do I? Oh, be, never mind. Go ahead. Okay. Please. We have Mr. Greg Roulette at gbguitars.com. Greg Roulette, he's Woo! a repeat offender. He is. We love you, Greg. Send that boy some stickers. Hey, he yep. should make. Hey, Greg, you should uh, make some music for us. Yeah, you, oh. you obviously play oh. guitar. Show. Yeah, we need some uh, break music, man. Yep. There you go. Hit us up. Some really soothing guitar can, music. Can I interject real quick here? Yeah, please. please. So I've had this idea. I think you guys might like this. Uh, I know there's a lot of musicians in the trail community that have mm-hmm. like made music about the trail. Yeah. yeah. I think that you should uh, maybe solicit them to. Oh, yeah. Send in some contributions. Oh, awesome. maybe let's we, do it may, right now. Maybe let's. we can put together a uh, a CD of trail music, and uh, you know, maybe proceeds to CDTC or something. Yeah. Uh, I, I tell you what, we do. I'm going to solicit right now. So there's going to be a new email address: music <laughs> at the trailshow dot com. If you are a musician and you're willing to put together some 30 second long, um, just kind of instrumental break music, we don't care what. Kind of instrument and you play, and it doesn't necessarily need to be break music. It could be something much like our trail it, tip of the month. It could yeah. be like kind of a, a an, stinger, an, an a aggressive stager. like heavy metal like yeah. breakdown thrasher. Type of thing. Yeah. Thirty seconds. Yeah. So so yeah. So email me at we'll music at the trailshow dot com, and we will talk about how you can get your music to us. How's that sound? <laughs> and if all trail goes show. well, maybe we can put together a compilation CD at some point. You know, I like it. With a Trail bonus show. track of D'Lo singing. Oh, yeah. Trail show. We're cool. actually going to overlay D'Lo's vocals over all the tracks. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 
Actually, why don't we have all of those musicians here in our <laughs> Megaplex basement studios? Yeah. And we could actually just record an album, man. Battle oh, of the Bands. Trail Show. Battle like, of the Bands. 2014. Battle of the Bands. It'd be like yeah. Studio C here in Boulder, except it'd be Studio D. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of musicians oh, here. Man. Oh, yeah. All right. Who else do we got? Uh, Theodore Bachman. And of Theo course, Bachman, thank you. Kristen Lost Gates, yeah. who gave us some wonderful t shirts as well. Cool. Wait, and do I smell something? I do. I smell something like kind I of do rotting. too. Yeah. yeah. What's that smell? It smells like some bad baloney. Oh, yeah, oh. boy. Do you have a I, bad baloney? Bad baloney. Oh, that's what you were looking for. It took yeah. that long, did it? Oh, my own. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, sorry, I'm slipping. So, we have some bad baloney this month, but. There's a twist ending that's very positive. What? So, and, you know, she wrote this on, well, Misty. Be- before Riddle. you get into it, let me just say that if you do have bad bologna and you fry it, it's actually probably, it turns into good bologna. <laughs> I, see, I have another take on that. Yeah. Yeah. Bologna from the start is bad. <laughs> I, I'm with you on that There's one. No there is no good, good bologna. bologna. But if you I, fry it, how can anything that's fried be bad? Listen, any kind of geometrically shaped meat is probably <laughs> suspect. Just trail, trail tip, tip of the, the month. <laughs> trail tip of the month, baby. So Misty Riddle Little wrote on her blog something about us. Wait a minute. Misty Riddle Little? That's her trail name. Riddle Little? Riddle. And little Rid- oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Riddle me this. Anyway. Yeah. Most recently, an episode of The Trail Show, what? the FT, the Florida Trail, was briefly brought up as an alternative for a trek during the wintertime when someone wrote in asking what adventure they could do in a narrow w- window during, um, during winter. Okay. But then it was quickly as chewed as uninteresting or boring due to its lack in terrain. I'd have to go back through the podcast to get the exact wording. They certainly weren't words that would entice anyone to hike the Florida Trail. No, we talked about how great it would be to roller ski the Florida <laughs> well, Trail. Yeah, yeah, and, D-Lo. and a follow-up is we put on our Facebook page, hey, has anyone hiked it? And yeah. we got some interesting responses. Some said, a friend of mine said, this is the worst of any of the scenic trails he's hiked. Another person said they loved it. There's lots of beautiful scenery somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we contacted Misty, said, hey, you know, we have to show some Florida Trail love here. We think you'd be the person to do Valentine's it. Valentine's Day is coming yeah. up. We're going to show some love to the Florida Trail. And, and the cool thing oh. is, I was telling POD, I was like, you know, we need to do Florida Trail's Trail of the Month, but we need to have someone who's through-hiked it on. And, like, we were racking our brains. I don't know anyone who's through-hiked it that's in Colorado. But Misty, <laughs> Misty has through-hiked it. And she has agreed to host the Trail of the Month next month. Which is awesome. She's going to Skype in, and she's going to tell us about the Florida Trail. And there's been a lot of interest. And based on all the really cold temperatures back east, Florida Trail doesn't sound so bad right now. Exactly. So, Misty, thank you for your bad baloney. And we're looking forward to having you on the show next month. Florida Trail of the Month. Boom. I'll bring bologna sandwiches. You hate it, boy. On white bread. Ooh. With mayonnaise. Fantastic. And, and that craft, the craft cheese singles. Craft baby marshmallows. <laughs> I heard there's actually going to be a Velveeta outage in the lower 48. Mags, did you hear about this? I heard about this. If that hits at the same time as the sriracha shortage. <laughs> oh, dude, no, the sriracha shortage is now. The sriracha shortage is now. Moving along. <laughs> <laughs> Dilo, man, you're looking a little, uh, <laughs> What? how should I say, 
Uh, like you've been in your cups tonight a little bit. No, I'm I'm <laughs> fine. I'm not sure what you're referring to. <laughs> okay, sorry, Max. Please, where where are we at? So we I think we've covered everything. Media musings. Media musings. Okay, oh, so we've got a book man. to talk about tonight. It's our second uh, book review from one A Digger Stoles. This would be his second installment in his Stumbling Through series, and this book is called On Keeping On. No, it's Keeping On, Keeping On. Well, damn it, I read that wrong. You're correct. Keeping On, Keeping On. Some of us in the room have read more of the book than others, so those people should speak. <laughs> well, I, I've gotten about <laughs> half to two-thirds. I actually read Where are you? last night for like two hours. Where are you? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yep, finishing Pennsylvania. I think the second one is actually a lot better than the first one. I thought the first one was good, too. Mm-hmm. But I think the second one is better. And, and um, yeah, the character development is great. Oh, but I also ca- really like... I think part of it is the dog. Yes. You know, I've been really missing Gimpy. Oh. And the dog on in the story is just, like, really can awesome. We, can we talk about how the main character, Bartle, Bartleby, comes upon being a dog owner? I don't owner? think so. I don't no? think so. Well, That'd let's, be a spoiler. Say, spoiler, it's dude. It's a spoiler, don't. but let's just say... It's a very what, sad What moment. he did is just brilliant, and yeah. I think... And it's kind of actually taking advantage of somebody, but it's actually not the really. person not he's really. taking... It, it, is, and it, it is, and it's not. You're right. It's not really taking advantage of no. somebody. It's a little bit illegal, but the person... But, but the person he's maybe taking advantage of would have wanted that approved way. of yeah. it. He would yeah, have approved exactly. of it. So it's kind of like he's doing something that's not quite legitimate against a particular person, but the particular person was a friend of his and he would have approved of it. Yeah. If that's not, if that's I feel not like you could make up enough. a term like implied yeah. consent or something that would yeah. cover that. Yeah, there's probably some sort of really like nice way of phrasing and, and the what dog I tried comes to describe. Out. Great on yeah. the end, and I think oh, that I haven't got oh, you read the last I'm, no, page. I'm just saying that, yeah. like, hey, you know, come on, don't give no, the whole book spoilers. Come on, spoilers. spoilers. Just please. saying that, the, you please. Know. I I feel I actually please. read the whole book, and I thought you made it, it to Katahdin. I made it to Katahdin. Wow. I made it to Katahdin. No, see, I'm in the whites. I'm in the no, whites. You're almost there. Better hurry though. It's kind of cold, but anyway, <laughs> kind of late. Hanging you? out in the whites in January. I'm just waiting for Katahdin to open. Good luck with that, dude. I got Um, till June. (laughs) I thought it was just a very good book. I it really had that through hike feel. Just when I remember all the interesting cast of characters, and you know the second book, they're more in the groove of the trail hiking, and it kind of has that feel too. Yeah, but you know, just different things like the rumor about okay, who's the trail couple now? And yeah, and you know what? I have to. I'll I'll be honest. I'll admit there's one thing I did as soon as I got the book. I flipped through the pages until I found the first section about harebrained and two tortoise two speed or whatever her name is that that couple because that was they weren't a lot in the first book but every time I read about them I wanted to like kick that guy in the balls yes oh. and so I just I as soon as I got it, I was like I gotta I can't wait until it comes up at some point I have to like figure out. Yeah, what happens. and I hate to say it, I've known couples like that I in know, real life. I did the too. aggressive alpha male who is a jackass, basically, yeah, dragging zero. their girlfriend who really was interested in the trail, and says, "Well, heck with you, I'm hiking my own." Just flourishes on it. Hmm. So we should, oh, we should say this is a work of fiction, but a lot of it in it just well, feel no, the, it, it is and it is not. I think it's a work of fiction, but it's also it's based on real world characters that uh, the names and that, characters have been changed to protect the identity. Actually, I don't of know if they've I don't know if they've been changed, but I think Digger actually hiked with some people named Bartleby and and Bartleby. and Flutter 
Flutterby and Flutterbug and Skunkers. I think some of these people were actually real peoples. Or composites of people he knew. Or composites of people he knew. Because I think Digger hiked the AT twice. What? Over like a, a decade. So he hiked once in 99 oh, so he, or something. He met a lot of people. And then he hiked again in like 2010, he if I recall of, from the first book. So. He hiked part of the trail again just yeah. to do research. Yeah, and so so a lot of these characters are based from um, real world people that he met along the trail. Hmm. It's really good. Yeah. I'd, it's really good. I'd recommend getting both volumes. In fact, if you'd like, this is a nice segue, if you'd like a copy of the second volume, we're going to have a, a contest. A contest. Um, listeners, some of you have asked for more gear. We'd like you, you know, PM us directly at our Facebook account. Whoa, 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 what was that? PMS Mags, please. Private message. Let's keep it family friendly, dude, please. Can you expand on that acronym or internet savvy acronym that many of us don't really Did you just make up a new word? Acronym? in his cups, baby. An acronym. I might have an acronym, which is an internet savvy acronym. An acronym. In any case, send us a private message on our Facebook account with your proposal. Janae's over there like, what the <laughs> hell did I get myself into? Why I, I was just trying to figure out a good joke to make about PMS, but I, uh, I didn't think it could man. come back well. How much longer is this going to go on for? <laughs> this is the contest. Get on, on, just spit it out already. Uh, anyway, so the contest <laughs> is you write us your idea for a gear review. Maybe give us some copy. And uh, if it's really good, we'll read it, and you will win a copy of the book. Yeah, but if uh, let me tell you right now, you throw us some kind of serious gear review, we're going to throw that right out the door. And okay. we're going to have a gear review towards the end of the show, and I'll give you an idea of what kind of gear reviews we're looking Boom. for. So write us a gear review. Oh, oh, That oh, music can oh. only mean one thing, people. It's Mike DiLorenzo's Ask a Hiker. It also means that we're probably almost thankfully done with this show. He right. doesn't like to hike. He doesn't like to do podcasts. He doesn't even like the show he's on. He wants to do gardening. He's in it for the beer. Yeah. I can't do gardening. It's January. By the way, you shouldn't be hiking up into the Smokies in January without a tent. He's whoa. getting a greenhouse. Whoa, whoa, whoa. paint torch. All right, we got two questions this month. The first one is from Peter Hinchy from Facebook. Peter says, Hiya! Have you met many Aussies through hiking on the Triple Crown trails? If so, I'm curious how they get visas to spend so long in the country. Any thoughts or advice? Cheers, Pete from Australia. I don't know any Aussies. Me neither. There's a Swami. Really, yeah, Swami. Probably. Cam Honan. He's a very he has a great the hiking life. You know, he's a great guy. Loves to answer questions. Fellow Aussie. Ping him. So, Gina- did we give him an answer, Swami? Yeah, Hi- yes, thehikinglife.com. Ping him. Yeah. What is it? The Hiking Life? Yes. And he and he and uh, Swami and uh, Trauma just did a hike through Copper Canyon. Looked amazing. Yep. Which yeah. looks really cool. And you can check out Trauma's website, which is justinlichter.com. I yeah. believe so. L I C H T. He's also got a book yeah. out, too, which is pretty New pretty book cool. just yeah. came out today, I think. Is it a how to book? Uh, it was uh, sort of like trail tested, I think, is the, the well, title. Well, that's the first book. It yeah. like ultra he just came light. out with another one. It's like ultralight survival, survival kit. kit. Oh, really? I yeah. haven't even seen this one. Like yeah. came out today. So wow. the ink is yeah. still wet. It is. Wow. So so why is it difficult for Australians to get visas versus you know Europeans? They're or? crooks. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> just kidding. Hey, that was a long time ago. <laughs> we don't, man, we're gonna the hate mail this month. So that that should go to pod at thetrailshow dot com. <laughs> No, I don't so know. What's the I, visa deal? Does I anyone know, have man. experience here? I, Not I'm pretty sure that uh, the, the, their best bet is probably to just get a green card marriage going. 
Ooh, now um, we're talking. Takes care of the trail tail at the same time. Oh, two for one, baby. A two for. There are like amazing trail I tips this month. I, I know, didn't know that just... they had problems getting. I don't know why they would. I don't know. See, I don't either. But then yeah, again, I, it was under the impression countries... you could get a six month travel visa. But yeah, maybe that's just. And if me you can't hike up. a trail in six months, you got some other problems that you need to come clear with you and yourself. You know, you send to... hate mail too. <laughs> yeah, Lilo and legal. And uh, not music at the trail show. Though. I'm having too many to track all these. All right, yogurt. next one. Okay, Franchise. Next one, D-Lo. Questions to Adam Bliss from Facebook asks us, could you hammock the CDT? I've used a hammock on the AT and the PCT minus the Southern California desert. I don't mind setting it up as a tarp occasionally, but I don't want to do it most of the time. Any options? Salt Lake. AT-04, PCT-07, CDT-2014? Maybe. I would say that your mm-hmm. your opportunities mm-hmm. to hammock on the CDT are actually probably better than on the PCT. Yeah. I mean, even New Mexico, yeah, it's it's a desert climate in places, but I think it's got more trees than SoCal PCT. PJ Forest. PJ Forest. Yeah. Mag's his favorite like veg type. But I feel like there are a lot of places PJ? on the CDT. Pinion Tea. Juniper. What about pun? You can't hang string hammocks sure from pinions. Why not? Well, actually, pinions you can, but juniper. Juniper, nah. nah, dude, come on. We're just crazy. like saying PJ Forest. Yeah, yeah. That's but ponderosas. There's a fair amount of ponderosa pines in, in New Mexico. But I feel like huge sections. Didn't we hike huge sections in Montana and Idaho where there was like nary a tree? It was a mix. It was a mix, and as long as you can camp yeah. in trees. I mean, I was thinking about the Great Divide Basin. Even around the springs, but there are trees. But then who sets up their tent in Great Divide Basin anyway? You yeah, it's true. You just sleep out. I think you just have to look at your maps and plan accordingly. Yeah, forget about it. I think it's easier than the PCT. And get yourself a hammock that you can wrap yourself up in if, you know, heaven forbid, the heavens open a bit on you at nighttime. By the way, we we didn't mention in the news segment. Oh, that's my bad. Something happened in Colorado recently. What was it? We can't remember what it was. Yeah, it's funny. There was. uh, It's all clear until January. I think there was millions of dollars generated, but I don't know what. Let's just say that Colorado Trail through hikers and CDT through hikers are going to have an interesting run through Colorado this summer. They're following the green blaze. (laughs) Just follow the green blaze. All right, D'Lo, any more Ask a Hiker Wouldn't questions? Wouldn't that be fantastic if they, like, changed the blaze on the CT to, like, <laughs> to a green, green cross? Just, <laughs> oh, please. Just D'Lo. through Colorado. D'Lo, don't, you can't make those recommendations to the Trail Show Nation. Please. All right. That's Trail it. Show Nation, do not go out and put green cross blazes oh, on the CT this summer. Oh, Just don't dude, do it. Here we go. Just don't do it. No, I have no more Max, questions. Max, control your boy, please. That's all I got. He's beyond control. <laughs> He's like Barry Sanders. You can put a defensive perimeter around him, but you can't contain him. Uh, he tries to use that joke all the time. Is that baseball? Who the hell is That's Barry Sanders? Fo- Detroit Lions, one of the greatest football players of all time. What are you talking him. about? Who's this, Barry Sanders? This is the wrong you, audience. I didn't yeah, even know there was dude, a playoff game until someone told me. Okay, Mags, what is else? It, is it the NBA playoffs right about now? <laughs> right. I think it's the cricket. It's actually the WNBA. The World Series. Tell me it's not the World Series the, right now that I'm missing recording this stupid podcast. <laughs> Junaid, do you have anything to add to this ridiculousness? I think he has a gear review. Yeah, Junaid. So we're we're going to wrap up with a gear review this month. And Mags, you're kicking it to Junaid? You know, our guest just, he gave us a great idea. I'm like, dude, you take it. So I I might tell all of the listeners that are maybe squeamish about uh, bodily functions and stuff to 
turn. Just turn turn off for about five minutes. Oh, they turned off a long yeah, time. Yeah, they, they <laughs> give were, us a minute. They were gone like at halftime. I, you know, I don't even know. Yes, yeah, so, because it's uh, we're dealing with some sensitive subjects here. You know, it's hy- hygiene of the nether region and yeah. such. So uh, this year or this month's uh, gear review um, is the backcountry bidet. <laughs> now, I, that's right. Uh, the backcountry bidet. Kind of oh. crappy. So uh, we've all heard the, the, you know, the back and forth, you know, do you carry, do you bury, what do you do with your TP? you know, do you burn it, you know, can't do that in a desert area, this and that. Well, uh, you know, it turns out there's actually another solution that you there's can use. There's another way. Um, and all it requires is something about the three to five ounce of fluid capacity uh, with a little squirt nozzle. You can use those uh, little travel containers that you would get at REI for uh, carrying your shampoo and such, uh, little squeezy gel things. Um, so, yeah, just uh, about three to five ounces of water, maybe even a drop or two of Dr. Bronner's uh, peppermint soap mm. if you uh, want a little tingly tingle. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you just do a little squirt, wipe, wipe, squirt, wipe, wipe. Well, what are you wiping with? Uh, that'll be your hand. Yeah, so <laughs> for, for those of you who are not comfortable touching your own butthole, <laughs> this might not be for you. But... If you're interested in having a clean butthole, this is fantastic. Wait, wait, which hand? Left Can we or right? say that on air? Uh, left or right? I think you're going to want to use your left. Uh-huh. Um, you know, at least that way yeah. you can uh, keep keep it in in check. You know, you can reach into your buddy's gort bag with your right hand, <laughs> not your left. Oh you man! Know. Oh boy! Uh, but yeah, just a little squirt wipe, wipe, squirt wipe, wipe. Use uh, whatever water's left to rinse off your hands, and maybe even give the uh, the boys or uh, the lady parts a little rinse real quick. And, uh, and then you're good to go. A little double Purell. Done. Done, done and done. done. No might, carrying bags of toilet paper. You know, I paper, might try no this nothing. at home. This would really cut no, down on our no, toilet paper please. purchasing. Well, you see, the thing Janae, is... look what you've done, I'm man. Gonna look rip, what you've done. I'm going to rip the toilet paper dispenser off the wall and just put a little <laughs> bottle next to the toilet. The is, <laughs> we should do that actually, in the guest bathroom, too. It's totally <laughs> hygienic. No. If you don't believe me, I, I, I challenge you to do this. Go down to the nearest stream you can find and find some of that good mud that you find down at the stream. Mm-hmm. Smear it all over your hands, and then take some TP and try to get your hands clean. Hmm. Yeah, I challenge you. I challenge you. And then take some water and see how that works too. So now, Junaid, in certain cultures, isn't this the norm? Most cultures, in fact, before the U.S. started doing well. like using Sears and Roebuck catalogs and then hmm. boiled corn cobs and what? a variety of other things. Before they finally came up with toilet paper, you okay. know, they used these things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of parts of the world that still actually use water to clean themselves. Our yeah. trail review of the month, the backcountry bidet. <laughs> wow, and there it is, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what you get for asking for, trail, for uh, gear reviews. That's, <laughs> that's what happens. So, folks, remember, oh, send Lord. us a gear review and win a copy of book. All right, you heard it here first. Hey, we want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Thanks to Janaid for being on the show. We really appreciate it. We hope to come back sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks again to everyone for a successful 2013. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com. That's double www.thetrailshow.com. Facebook.com slash thetrailshow. Twitter.com slash trailshow. Cafepress.com slash thetrailshow. And now on Stitcher Radio and, of course, on iTunes. You can find us individually at me at L-A-W-T-O-N-G on Twitter. Mags at PMagsCo. Delo at Delo. Junaid at, are you on Twitter? We are. We've got a 14ers through hike. So at 14ers through hike? Yep. Yeah. Sweet. And you can find 
P-U-D on Twitter at. All right. And we'll be back next month. Until then, for the Princes of Darkness, Mags, D'Lo, and Junaid, I'm Disco. Happy New Year. And we'll see you in February. Ciao. We got more nonsense coming to you in March. That's right. No, February. Nonsense. That's right. Nonsense. 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 And beer. And beer. Number and three. Beer. Number three. Number three. You gotta find that nice secluded location and get your three on. Squirt, squirt, white. The trail shows are gonna be two ninety nine an episode. Damn it, man. You can't be saying that stuff. Maybe yeah. some laughter with some snorting. You know? The BOD's been known to do a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something like that. I can dig it. Yeah. Hiya!